they've been going back and forth to Georgia looking for houses, okay? And I think they they finally, He's retired by then? He's already retired. Yeah, so it's just after 2016, so it's 2017 now because I got like videos where I got Anthony running through the Troys in a little Walker wheelie thing. Mm-hmm. So while I'm trying to build it out. So we come up with an agreement and um, the agreement is basically that, you know, I'm going to pay him X amount of dollars for the business. We're going to move the business down the street from where it has been for 20 years or so. One of the stipulations is that I must keep his uh, two youngest boys employed because they quit their jobs to come and work for him. Mm. So you need to make sure that they got a job. All right, I can do that. No problem. You know, do they understand that I'm in charge? They already got that understanding that you're in charge. Do you guys have a relationship then? You, a little different. We Who's the you guys? Two twins. I don't, you know, I'm I'm green on a, in a lot of things. And I and I off, and I oftentimes um try to keep or look for the best in people. Understand? So what I learned over time was that they did not really care for me as a person. And it was more or less because things that were discussed between me and Troy weren't discussed with them. Of course not. So my goal, well, I want to first introduce you, Anthony Barber. That's Any me. middle name you want me to no. make sure, or you want to keep that sacred? As well, well, Anthony T. Barber, you know. Uh, I knew there was like a, a, a little trick name. That, that's what yeah. the C stand for? Trick name? <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> no, no. No, I, uh, I want to, the people that don't know you, Anthony T. Barber, the, the owner, partner, whatever, is of... Troy Barbecue. Troy's Barbecue, yeah. Troy's Barbecue. I want to get into a couple of things, man. We're going to start this conversation. And this conversation is super simple, man. My goal for all this um, on creating this platform is to really connect people, educate people, inspire people that's in the process of building something. That's what's up. It doesn't always have to be business. I think a lot of people go through different trials and error in life and they stop or they don't know how to get to the next level. And I think guys like us, women, you know, different people that have been through the process, how they really get to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason of doing all this, man. Gotcha. So it's like a blue, it's, it, in a way, it's a blueprint for somebody else. Very, um, you, you hit it right. I'm going to use that one. Okay. So my next interview, I'm saying, oh, it's a blueprint about your process in life. So yeah. I want to start from the beginning, though. Born and raised where? Uh, born and raised in Boynton Beach. Um, the Boynton Beach. Boynton Beach. Uh, talk a lot. Of, they talk a lot of trash about you guys in Boynton Beach. The they, that you they're know. just they're they're not familiar with how wonderful and awesome Boynton is. Of course, is. That's, that's what you, that is. <laughs> of course. So born and raised in Boynton Beach. Mom and dad. Uh, my dad is from West Palm Beach. Uh, Zedric Barber, um, police officer, retired. Uh, retired from the school board as a teacher as well. Mm. And my mother, uh, Linda Davis, she now lives in uh, Savannah. Savannah. She, she got up out of Boynton. Oh yeah, well, she, my mother moved to Savannah in uh, 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of something she said she always wanted to live in Georgia, um, but it, it was part of her grieving process as well. Like my grandmother passed in 2016, mm-hmm. and um, I observed early on, like I didn't, I didn't point it out to her, but I observed like really quickly. Like my mom had a hard time like riding past oh. my grandmother's house and. 
all of those things like that. I mean, they were really, really close. I was really, really close to my grandmother, but I think at the same time, um, one of the things that I've tried to share with other people who've lost loved ones really close to them is that when you really, really love someone, you don't want to, uh, it's selfish of you to want them to stay while they suffer for your own personal gain. I, 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 I released my grandmother back to God uh, about a, a week and a half to two weeks before she passed away because mm. I knew we, Time we, was we, there. We, we were there and there was no point in me trying to pray, pray this off because the quality of life, even if prayed off, was none. It, so it was, you know, God, this is what you're trying to do. I accept that I, I've done all I could do. I've been a good grandson. I've been, you know, I've done all I could do. I gave my grandmother her flowers while she could smell them. So I was at peace with it. And my mother was too, but it's the, still the pain of loss. So she she booked it to Georgia. Her and my ste uh, stepfather, Troy, um, they live there in Savannah. Um, they're both retired. They both chill. They, uh, I, I hooked my step pops up with like a cool grill. Um, give him something to do basically. Yeah, basically give him something to do you know, so what you just did. He, he's out hustling up every now and then so he's got like this super dope grill man it cost me it cost me a little piece of coin but it was a father's day gift I got for him it's got a roof and a deep fryer mm -hmm. on it and a sink and warm oh, tables yeah he's and, locked and loaded yeah now. so every time he pulls up people are like man that's a nice grill man like, he gets to know, talk about his grill he man he talk about his grill every time so but you said something that so your mom did she speak with you about this or you just kept on looking you just noticed that um, no, my, me and my mother have never really had a conversation about how she's how she dealt, dealt with, with it. it. Um, because sometimes you have to, as an adult, you, one thing as an adult you realize about your parents um, is that they're human. Um, when you're a kid, like you, you, you know, have you, no clue. You, you have no clue that they have the same. They have struggles, you know, they, and that they're people. But when you get older, you realize that your parents are just people too. Right. They're just people that's supposed to trying to guide you and mold you, so you naturally think that they have all the answers when essentially they don't. They just they just doing what they can do, doing the best they can do. So how was it growing up in Boya? Like what was the? Uh, it was it was it was dope, bro. Like, uh, I was um I was a nerd, man. Uh, Nerds are cool. Nerd, yeah, okay. so I, I I was a nerd. I, I didn't fit in well. Um, it was nerd like, or quirky. There's a difference. Probably both, man. Because Ooh, honestly, you, you really but, had you really went through some things. Yeah, beforehand. man. Because I went to, I went to a school that was like seven miles from my neighborhood, right? Okay. So I'm living in one side of the world, and then I'm going to school on the other side, where none of the kids, except for two or three, look like me. So my um, my 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 vernac my my words were different. The way I pronounced words were different. And then when I would come back on the other side. That was different. It, it, I just didn't fit. So in. you were never too street for one side, never too, yes. um, whatever for, for the, the other, other side. side. Yeah. yeah. So, so and that, then, that, that's a real thing. And then I was, uh, they they turned. This is when the the district started turning schools into magnet schools. Mm. So they turned the school on the. Was it a public school? Was it, it was a, a public school? school? Yeah. So I was going to Point C. So I was going to Crystal Lakes, and that was West Boynton, but I was okay. living East, East Boynton. Boynton. So then they turned this elementary school in East Boynton into a magnet school. And now all the kids from West, West Boynton are now go to East, East Boynton. Seems but like that's what even happened with the housing. That happens with everything. Yeah, it, from it, East to West. For, yep. whatever, for whatever reason. But now I'm at this school and then there are kids there that, because you can't kick the kids out that were already there. Right. So now I'm trying to fit in with, I have no idea what <laughs> right. which group am I supposed to be with here. And so you're basically you're going through an identity crisis in so many words. In, in a in a in a in a in a in a way it was because I would get in trouble every day. But there's another piece. So when you got home, 
None of that mattered. No, this I, is when, how we. When I got home, I was cool, man, because I would go. My mom would get off at like five. You know, everybody's mom got off at five. Mm-hmm. So about five twenty-five, five thirty, you look out the window, and my mom be pulling up in the yard. I, but I would be with my grandmother, right? You know, so that's like every day from um, preschool to probably about fifth grade. Yeah, and then I went to middle school, and I was like, you know, key, uh, they call them key, key lock kids or lock key kids. Lock, yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. I, I definitely we, know we, them. You, you can't do that with part these of the kids game. now. You're not, these kids are different. They, 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 just, they, they, they get lost. But um, <laughs> keys, they're self, they're alive. They get lost. You're absolutely lost. correct. Um, that is right. Yeah, like when I was teaching, I had sixth graders, and I asked them, how do you get back to your house from here? And all of them said the same thing. I don't know. My mom or dad just drives us. 100%. And I said, so you don't know your address? Uh, <laughs> no clue. No clue. <laughs> so that's crazy you saying that because every time I'm in Brooklyn, I oh, and if I take somebody with me, I say around 2, 3 o'clock, we're just going to sit outside. They're like, for what? Watch this little girl. She's about 6, 7. She's going to walk this whole block home with savages all around her. You can't bring her to some little kid, mom take care of him in downtown West Palm, they're, she'll eat him up alive. He's mm-hmm. in trouble because she's already learning survival skills yep. from just going from this neighborhood to this neighborhood at seven in the middle of Brooklyn, New York. Right, and that's uh, that. That teaching children survival is an underrated task or underrated responsibility of a lot of parents. Many parents at this point kind of feel like because I have achieved more and earned more, mm. I should keep my children Change away the, the dynamic. So, like for example, for summer camp, um. With Anthony's mother, I I begged and pleaded for him to go to summer camping in East your community Boynton, in East Boynton. Right. And no, he doesn't need to that he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be bad for him to get a little more little salt. He knows he knows the West Side, but he, the he knows the other side. He just needs to figure out that there's some other people over here. So, so you said <laughs> something that I think that was so key. Like, so growing up, you believe your parents trained you or they raised you to be able to be self-sufficient? Oh, yeah. My dad my dad was heavy on that, man. Um, my dad, we... So the, I know you have a stepfather. This is, you're still with your... I'm still with my... I'm talking about my dad. Your my, dad. My, my okay. biological father. My dad would... During the summer times, we would have man training. And... Uh, <laughs> we would have man training. And what it would be this is... This is definitely uh, going to be a thing for me. I love that. Yeah, we would have man training. And what it would be is we would go up um, for a week or two, and we would learn how to wash clothes, wash dishes, how I'm to grateful. iron, and we would work out all summer, and we would go jogging with my dad and all this. And I got two other brothers, and older or young? Uh, well, one brother is four months older than me, and the other brother is thirteen months older than me. I love your father. Yeah, eighties, well, as he says, man, eighties was good, man. Eighties was good to him. Eighties <laughs> was good to me, yeah, man. Yeah, eighties was good. So, to him. nonetheless, um. But it would be the three of us, and uh, you know we'd have uniforms almost. It was he pledged us. That's deep. He, he pledged us. He pledged. You know us how? That's deep. I love it because yeah. this now the story that's crazy for me. The reason like people don't even think what's in my mind now. I'm understanding how your process work, how you're able to keep on going and create other opportunities. It started early. Yeah, I mean, but from man training. From man training. I mean, we were we were lifting 135 pounds on the on the bench in middle school. Like we were, we were, we, we were Whoa. He he was dead serious. He was dead about serious it. about it. I mean, because I was I was, I'm sitting here thinking right now, right? Honestly, this week, how to teach my son how to tie his shoes. 
What's mm. the best method I can use? I've been through that process. You, right? And I remember that my dad sat down with me and one of my other brothers over a weekend. Said, y'all going to tie y'all shoes or it's going to be some smoke. And he had a little harder time than I did. Man, I was tying my shoes in an hour. I was tying everybody else's shoes in an hour because so this, I didn't want that smoke. <laughs> so for me, I, I've been through the process. So my, my ex-wife's son... I remember teaching him how to tie his shoes. Mm -hmm. And that process was so painful for even her to even deal with. Because he's crying the whole time right. about him learning how to tie his shoes. But mom tied his shoes. I can never forget. She used to wash his sneakers every Saturday. Hmm. Like, you know, she had to take care of him. It was her baby. And I'm yeah. like, wait, he's he's at the age now. He's six, seven. He needs, he needs to go some, to man he school. Needs, he, needs, he needs a man training. He train. knows to go to man school. So man when I stepped in his life, you know, I remember we, we stayed in the office. Me and him, I locked the door. Me and you were going to figure this out until you're done. Cried the whole time. But the thing is, the level of pride and courage he gained after he was done, after we left the room, now, he, you know, we passed one chapter of man school. Yeah. Of tying your shoes. It's, it's a thing that, it's it's it was definitely at the time I was pissed off about it because <laughs> I know, bet I'm the youngest of all of my father's children, so I'm like, yo, I'm not really with this action, man. Plus, mm -hmm. you know, I hang out on the west side. With right, right. We don't kids. really have we, to, we don't have this. Yeah, we don't have in, in, in my life. Dad, what sir. is wrong with you? Dad, what is wrong with you? You are crazy. You are <laughs> you are a maniac. You know, and I, I there's not a lesson that my dad attempted to teach me that. I don't have a gratefulness for it at this point mm. in my life. So, I mean, there are I things. That. You, you get things from your parents that are good. You Understand. get things from your parents that are essentially not necessarily good. And you decipher between the two of them what's going to work for you and what's not. Right. And I think for me, my stepmother, years, we went through man training for my stepmother. She actually taught us how to wash and clean clothes mm -hmm. early. So when I was eight, nine, we're fully equipped. How to wash clothes, put clothes. We definitely were last week, kids. I mean, like, so to, to point point of reference, um, my dad made sure that every day when I was, like I, I ended up living with my dad in high school, and every day was essentially like a learning day in some capacity because wow, if you miss a school bus, the first day, now my dad was Riviera Beach police officer, right? So I went to Suncoast. So Suncoast mm. is across the street from the police station at this point. I don't think, oh, I think it still is. Was, I don't I know they moved it going yet. down. And we were living at Lone Pine. And right across from the rapids. Right. So I missed the bus. <laughs> and he says, All right, man, next time you miss the bus, you're gonna walk. Yeah, man, they're gonna make me walk. Yeah, There's no way he's gonna do that. From military all the way to Why would he do that? Street? No way. So I missed the bus. Hey dad, missed the bus. All right, man, give me a second. All right, I'm sitting on the couch. By the time you get walking, ain't it? Huh? He looked Confused. at his watch. He looked at his watch. He said, Look, man. I'm going to go ahead and brush my teeth. Figure it out. And if I come back out here and you still out here, it's going to be some I smoke. I promise you. My father <laughs> did the same thing to us. But it makes you better. And when We you had snow, to... though. Oh. My father told us, I'm yeah. telling you, you missed the bus. Bro, it was, it was just as hot. I mean, you walking in the heat. Bro. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he literally, it happened. I think he gave us two chances. I'm going to bring you to school one time. Mm -hmm. but it was like a seventh, eighth grade. I missed the... You got to catch that school bus. Probably... Let's say going, my school is probably going down to Lake Worth from here. Oh, okay. We have to jump on two different buses and you got to figure it out. Got to work it out. But the crazy thing is nobody taught me how to take the bus. Okay. You had to figure it out. That's the same thing that happened with me in the bus. I used to ride the tri-rail in middle school from Boynton to the School of the Arts. Okay. At, uh, was 45th Street, North Shore. Um, and I rode the tri-rail there every day. 
Now, at one point in time, this is funny, I would uh, call my grandmother. It was just around the block to come over to the Boynton Tri-Rail Station to pick me up. And she'd just take oh, me home. So Chico was grandma. Yeah, she'd come pick you up from the Tri-Rail Station. Yeah. So you have to figure that out. Or, or uh, my stepdad would pick me up if I got home early enough. But if you want to ride the activity bus and stay after school and <laughs> right, 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 right. now you're on your own. So one night I call my grandmother. She comes to pick me up. It's pitch black. There's a median in the road. She turns down the wrong way on the median. I'm like, whoa, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> she was 75 at this point. Never forget. I said, it's okay. You don't have don't, to take me like home. Grandma, you're, you're, <laughs> thanks for your services. You, you go to your house and I just walk I got from it your from house. <laughs> I got it from here. And, and, and at that point. You know, that's yeah. crazy how parents back, you know, back in the days like we're that old now but how no one taught us how to do anything it was due but now i've met several parents that told me well how am i gonna let him catch the bus he's never been trained how to catch the bus i'm looking like man i don't think i was trained for anything it was like do or look at what i'm doing or look at tv figure it out figure it out but there's a but there are more the dangers that the children face now as far as predators and all these other things, they were there when we were kids. Just exposed. But they're just more exposed now. So there's Absolutely. a greater fear amongst parents. Like my neighborhood that I live in, I consider it to be pretty safe. But even I'll stand in the garage and Anthony will be on the sidewalk on his scooter and I'm peeking and looking because Absolutely. I just don't know. Because the media controls a lot of that. So the fear that they, I mean, it's true. It's reality. Right. It's a reality. But now there's exposure and now you see what's actually going on. But I want to talk about the adjusting for you from the step father, like that change in your life. How, um, how was it easy? I mean, I don't think it's easy, but how the trauma that happened in that process. So there was really no trauma. My parents, my, my biological parents, as far as I know, were, I've never seen them in a relationship. And just like my son has never seen. Same thing with my parents. Um, my son and my son's mother and I, we separated when he was, 15 months. Okay. Something like that. So he's never really known us to be together. So this is an easy transition for him, I think, I hope. And with me, it was basically the same thing. Now, I didn't want that for him, but it is what it is. So now with my stepfather coming into play and as far as his business is concerned, I think I remember meeting Troy when I was in the fourth grade. So, you know, he was cool. Um, he wasn't trying to be my dad. Uh, he was just... The dude, we would slide through. He was cooking ribs on the side of the road. The ribs was important. You know, we come through, you know, we get in, and I don't think I was getting anything to eat at that point because I remember I was I was in my late 20s the first time I actually ever ate a rib sandwich. Don't judge me, but like literally. I'm, definitely you're, no, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> They're going to judge you. Before I ever, I mean, I had eaten ribs. I had eaten toast. I had never just, I had never ordered a rib sandwich. I said, man, this is pretty good. I see why people keep. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, but, but I'm, I'm gonna add to that. I've never eaten grits a day in my life, and right? I sold a lot of grits in my business. But I'm gonna still talk about you, though. That's cool. I, 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 yeah, just go with it. I'm from up north. We we eat. Yeah, different. yeah. And at least you're not saying you want sugar in your grits or, well, or whatever that kind. Absolutely of Absolutely not. I just that, won't eat them. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, but he was cool. Um, he didn't try to be my dad. He taught me how to drive. Um. There was a CarMax in Boynton off of Gateway. And that street back there, he had just uh, gone and got this new, uh, I think it was in the, no, it was a blue truck, I think he taught me how to drive it. Blue F-150. And he had been driving this old yellow 1970s uh, <laughs> Chevy truck. And it was called, he called the truck Rusty Jones. 
He even had a name for it. Yeah, you know that, I mean, but, it was, but you know, it, it Rusty had, kept going. Rusty, Rusty rode a long time, man, and right. Rusty would pull grills and do everything else, and he was kind of content with that, you know. And uh, he, uh, him, my mom, they they started dating. They got married when I was going into the uh, the the summer after my eighth grade year, June. They just celebrated the anniversary. I don't know what number it was. Been like twenty some some plus years. But then, did your mom? Have other kids? No, I'm my mother's only child. Did your stepfather have other kids? Yes. Oh, you, that face is a real one. Yes, he had other children. Um, I think my stepfather has nine or eleven other children, if I'm not mistaken. Some of them I've never met. Um, but I think he he does have other. Well, not I think he does have. He had other children. But in the house. Well, he was at the time when they met going through a divorce. So he had two young twin boys. I think at the time they were between four and six. How old were you? I was in the fourth grade. So nine, 10, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And then he had a son that's like one year younger than me. Um, and I think if I was in the fourth grade, he must've been in the third grade. And I th actually, I think he has a late birthday. So he might've been in the second grade. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So was because I, I very similar story. So my father and I, um, I've never seen my parents in the same house ever a day in my life. Right. Don't know what it looks so like. So I don't, don't know it. what it is. Um, it's not. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can say I never. I don't miss it. I think I was an adult when I first. I was sitting back one day and I was like, well, I've never seen my parents in the same room ever in my life. Oh, they've been in the same room, but never. Not, well, let me let me correct that. Um graduation parties or yeah, I have birthday none, parties. I've, I didn't have any of that. Oh, okay. My well. parents have never seen them in the same room together. And I, I don't think it was a missing thing. It was just like, wow, I never seen my parents together. And I just kept it moving. I tried, and that's probably with most things I've been through in life. I'm just trying to pass it on. Like, hey, I don't want to even, I don't want to deal with it. Right. But then the dynamic also, when I first um, moved in with my father, I had two step siblings and I had a half sister. You know, my younger right. sister, my parents already had. Um, I was seven when I got with my father, so that dynamic was a little different. You know, it was we didn't know each other. It was like I'm meeting my father for the you know, not for the first time, but reconnecting with him from when I was around three years old. And it's like, oh, who are, you know, nice to meet you, <laughs> nice but what's going on? <laughs> but uh, who are these people? Right. Like, oh, those are your new brothers and sisters. Yeah. So did you have and, that and, some of? So I actually did have a moment like that. So I was um. Don't forget about the mic because I. Oh, I'm sorry. I see this. Every guest we have, when they get to that point, is about to deal with something. Yeah. So I think I might have been four or five years old, mm -hmm. and um, what ended up happening was my dad. We were living. Me and my mom were living in Lake Worth. And uh, right by the train tracks, little small, little shotgun house. There was, I think it was two bedrooms. So me and my mom lived there together. And um, my dad came and picked me up. Mm. Okay. And I remember I scratched him in the face. Because I didn't know, going with your daddy. I, I, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Now, according to my mom, my dad hadn't been absent, but I had never actually really gone with him. Because also my dad was married for two years of my life. Now, I don't know if he was in the house married, but I know that um, my brother, th th you put your stories together in a sense. My brother, my older brother was four months older than me. They got his mother and Jesus Christ. his mother and my dad got a divorce when he was two. 
Okay. And so you ever asked yourself, like, what's the oldest memory you have? Right. And you look back at- I'm at five, six. So his oldest memory is two, but a lot of the older, a lot of the memories are tied to a traumatic event. My oldest memory is age three from when I cut my leg on a toy. But his his is two. But nonetheless, they were, he was, my dad was two, uh, was married for two years before to his ex-wife, who's still, who's always been nice to me. Always been nice to all of us, you know. She's like a additional bonus mom as well. Um, but that was they were together for two years. So he picks me up, he drives me to my grandmother's house, and your I'm grandmother, with, your mother's house or his his, his side, okay. Um, and my grandmother and my grandfather's house, because I had never had a grandfather either. Like I had a grandfather. My mother's grandfather died in eighty two, I think. Mm. I think he died in eighty two. Um. So we go to the house and he's like, that's your sister right there. And knows your brothers. And I'm, Not the first time. But they were on photos. They weren't there. They were on photos. And I was like, I got a sister and two brothers? Oh. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. Nice guys. to meet y'all on these photos. And then I don't remember the day that I oh, met you. Just, that was the key thing you just said. I thought I heard that, but I was trying to. Yeah, they were just they were just photos. 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 Oh. Ironically, guess what? There was a photo of me. <laughs> you made the cut. I was also there on the photo in, in at the house, but I had never been there. I mean, this is, you know, I'm this tall. This is a big house because remember I told you me and my mom, we stayed in a little shotgun spot and my grandparents' house had over in the westward, you know, mm. two-car garage, big pool table, Rottweiler outside. It's big fan. You know, pretty nice. You got the, got the room. And boy, the, and also in, Rip, in West Palm. In oh, West Palm. West, okay, yeah, Westwood, yeah. In the sunken living room floor. Oh, yeah, and, you know, big time. Fish tank in the wall. And and then I'm, and it's, it's a guy and some, some police stuff all in there. There's a guy. You wonder who this guy is, oh, huh? My grandfather's the police? Who knew? <laughs> all this time. <laughs> all this time, you know. So it was that. That was my, you know, I, that's when I met or, or or got to know that I had other people, other family didn't didn't know they existed. Wow. You know, do you? So your was your mom sheltering you from like covering? Like I, I can't, I can't say that's what it was. Um, but it, you know what? I'm gonna say no because my dad is very vocal about when people wouldn't let him see his children, and when he when he speaks to us as adults. So he's never said that. That your mom. Yeah, that my mom kept me from him. So he's never he's never said that to me before. So I, I think that he said some other things, but he's never said that. So I, if that were the case, I think I would know that. So me. in the household now, let's say the separation happened. Now your stepmother, your mother is now dating the guy that makes the ribs. Mm-hmm. On this, yeah. He, Mr. Troy. Mr. Troy. Yeah. So now how... You guys are living in the same home right away, or no? So Troy was Troy had his own his own house. Um, his ex wife um, went that way with those three kids they had together, and he would see them when they would come to his house and stay certain nights or whatever, and so that so on and so forth. So, um, so you and your mom was in your house. Yeah, me and my mom had we were, were in an apartment right next to the palace skating rink. Okay. I'm, Palace, which one is that? Lantana Road. Lantana, yes, yeah, yes. Okay, it's, okay. It's closed down now. It's a furniture store. But we used to live right next to there. Um, that was a cool spot, too. So I'm, um, we live in there. Troy's visiting us, whatever. And then they're dating. And then they get married when I'm in the, they get married in the eighth grade. He opens Troy's Barbecue officially in uh, 1996. You guys still wasn't living together? Mm-mm. 
they were still just dating or whatever. So in 1996, he opened uh, the Troy's Barbecue, which was at 1017 North Federal Highway. So I remember that. Um, I was a, one of the first employees. I used to work the cash register in the sixth grade every day after summer camp. Wow. And this is where you could, this is where you know like the difference in children of then and the children of now. Now I think I'm pretty bright personally, but I was working the cash register, fixing drinks, scooping potato salad, taking orders for a busy operation at that time. Wow. Because he was, he was, I mean, a rib sandwich at that time was $6. 588. If I'm not 538, 588. That's how much a rib sandwich was. Okay. But you were selling so many rib sandwiches at that point that it was busy all the time. Wow. And my my greatest moment there. Um, was there a lot of things in the menu though, or was it very it's the, basically the same menu as it is right now, except that uh beef brisket and beef brisket. Everything so, else was everything the else is the same. I mean, actually, menu? there's less there's less on the menu now. And there was then when he opened initially, he had black eyed peas. So now was it just him going in there? He took the chance. So it was my um. He went in there on his own with his own money. Um, and was he ever like that? Was his thing from the beginning? Entrepreneurship, doing this. No, he thing? was actually working for the city of Boynton Beach as a um supervisor with the uh waste and refuse division. So he mm -hmm. was a supervisor, and this is used to get him in trouble all the time. Um. He'd have the city truck <laughs> parked park in the front of the building and, and, be, can't hide that. and be cooking ribs while he's supposed to be checking on the, making sure the people right. working for him are doing what they're supposed to do and all kinds But he's making sure they, the people are working yeah. for him are doing right. what they're supposed to do. I remember like it was this one guy that was like riding him heavy. I think he, was, he wasn't his supervisor, but he was like a, or they were on the same plane. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes, see, Troy was different than my dad. Troy, Troy is different than my dad. Well, at least with me. I can't say how he is with, his own kids, but like, if I, Troy would take me to school, not, I'm sorry, Troy would take me to the tri-rail station every morning, like clockwork. And not only would he do that, I, if I asked him, could you get me Dunkin' Donuts? And that's probably why my son asked me for Dunkin' Donuts every morning. I may as well just start, just, I never considered it to just now, but. That's so what normally what happens there. Every morning I would get a donut, something to drink, and $2. It's something crazy. That's something significant, significant about a donut. So my stepson, on the way, this is crazy. Every we morning. stop <laughs> at Dunkin' Donuts. Like it's crazy to me right now. Like when we were driving, he wow, just Dunkin'. And then now my new, now my new relationship, her child, we have a donut connection also. But see, right when I leave my now, house, now I'm getting creeped out about this donut, donut thing. thing. Well, no, when I leave my house every morning, we ride by Dunkin' Donuts. Now, what I'm thinking in my mind is that's too much sugar for a five year old. Right. So, oh no, they're ready for that. So I they, give them maybe once or twice a week. We yep. get the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so we ain't doing it every day. I just make up a reason. Oh no, man, no donuts for you today, man. We we, we too late. He don't know what time it is anyway. So whatever. right. So, that's but every morning right. Troy would mind. pick me up, and 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 most mornings I would get a donut. Like a grape juice or some kind of juice, because they want to make. Oh yeah, you, de you definitely giving them real sugar at that yeah. morning. Yeah, and then I'm getting uh, and I get two dollars. I get on the train, go to school at school of arts, right? And then that that was my, every morning. So I was I made that point to say that the guy they were on the same plane with. Some mornings the train would either be late, or he would be late to pick me up. So he would have to book it. He would pick me up, 
jump on 95 in the city truck. Well, of course. And we's not supposed to be on 95 right. in the city truck. We all the way to 45th Street. And he dropped me off at School of Arts. And he's shooting back. Back to Boynton. Back to Boynton to go back to work. You know, I mean, that's. Boy, Troy was risking his whole job for this ride. Yeah. I mean, it was, he, he did. And that's it was a, that's funny, a real at thing. his retirement party. I told that story. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude who was. The supervisor I was looking for? Well, and, and Troy points at him, ah, gotcha. <laughs> it was one of gotcha. Those, yeah, like I was like, I never knew this was a thing, but. Oh, that, I didn't know I was supposed to tell this. I wasn't supposed to say that. Okay, well, it, it happened. Can't get him now. It's it all over. It's all over. He got this pension. It's good to go. But in 96, I started working with him. My first job ever. Um, and I was actually, I used to put my money. He would pay me. Like, I'd work all weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he'd give me like 40 bucks. And mm. I thought I was balling. You, you know? were. I was. So I put, I remember I saved all of my money all summer. Wow. And my mom took me down to Sawgrass and she said, uh, well, what you want to get? Went in the shoe store, bought my first pair of Jace. Of course. And when all your money was gone, <laughs> no, every $40 that you saved up. Hey, when it was worth it. Of course. It was worth it. I, I went to today. Six, you don't. You wouldn't think it's worth yo, it. Yo, I went. I went back to seventh grade, bro. I with had the J and and the, with the J's on some thirteens. Uh, Navy, one of my favorite navy blue and black. And I actually just bought them again. Like, Ooh, real, meant, I saw yeah. them on goat. And then they like, just came out again. They, yo. I saw them. Yo, I, those are my first pair. I'm buying them. Yeah, I think my first pair was thirteens. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the, white, the white, the white, the white and blue. I think the white and blue ones. Oh, the Carolina so, blue. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. so you first got. So now that that's so I'm trying to stay connected with the whole relationship and how he stepped in and the relationship you guys built from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So now was him and your mom more serious? I'm assuming in a relationship, but they still wasn't yeah, they living was still, together. They was, still weren't living together. Um, they didn't they didn't live together until they got married, like officially, officially. And what happens is when boys become too tall, they have to get put out of their mother's homes. Yeah. And I thought, see, here's what here's what a lot of young boys do. And, and a lot of kids won't watch, may not watch this, but when, when there's a father that lives somewhere else, right? Young boys and even sometimes young girls, if they don't have a relationship with their father and they don't like the relationship with their mother or the, the dynamic, in their minds, they will conjure up that there must be this magical land with my mm. dad. And that's what I started doing. Like, I'm going to go live with my daddy. Right, right. Oh, you were, you were with it now. Oh, my God. Talking crazy. Oh, I was just... I mean, it was a good thing for me. But, boy, three hours of studying every night, no matter. That discipline. But that structure and that... Not that my mom didn't have structure and discipline. But my daddy wasn't... My daddy wasn't cutting the cheese, dog. Like, So you went and lived with your father? I, that's why I got... That's how I ended up at Suncoast. What age was that? So right when... Going into high school. So you were working, did, did you started, you, you you still working with Troy then? From all through middle school, I worked with Troy at the at the small spot he had. Then you had this bright idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go live with my dad. Because my mom at this point is like right here to me. Oh, you're you know a big dog I'm, now. I'm a big dog. You ain't going to just tell yeah. me to clean my room. What clean my mean? room? Clean. Why would you I do that? Clean it. Big dog. I never now you go, then you went and met the real big dog. <sighs> Boy, worst decision. Not the worst decision, but at the time I was like, yo. Painful. I wish I could just go back to my mom. Because so, man camp was still going on. Yo, it was just me though. Ooh, so you had other brothers before that could put up with man camp. But now, now it was, it just, was me. just me, you, and my stepmom. 
It changed a little bit, huh? Yo, bro, like literally. But it, it changed the for discipline. Because you got to peep game. My dad, like I got a gym at my house right now. What my dad did was my dad wanted me to be successful. So what every parent does, I think, to a certain degree is when they're able to, they try to provide the things for their children that they did not have, that they thought would have helped them achieve the next Absolutely. level. So my dad went to Sam's Club, bought all the little rubber floor things, the uh-huh. interlocking things, put the floor down in the garage. He bought all the weights from my grandparents' house, put them in our garage. He went, and bought, he went to Sam's and bought a Smith machine squat rack. I had to put it together. That's that how you remember it also. So then it was, I want you to get up at six o'clock in the morning. I want you to work out. I want you to eat. He go to protein powder that you need. He go to creatine. One that time you for need. good dads, man. I mean, but he was on it. Now, here's the thing. I'm ninth, tenth grade. I could give two dams about it. Yeah, that has like, nothing to do with you. I don't right. what? Work out. Uh, what do you do? What are you talking to me about? Nah, bro, I'm trying to trying to do other things. Girls at this school. And one <laughs> thing my daddy told me that he told us early. Did not forget, and it was absolutely positively true. It still remains the same. He said, my dad went to Morehouse. He says, man, you worry about these girls mm. around here, man. You're going to go to college, and you're going to want to come back and throw rocks at these girls. And boy, if he wasn't, it, it was the most absolute true thing I had ever heard because. Wait, did you want to throw rocks at them? I ain't want to throw rocks at them, <laughs> but when you get to the highest of seven hills, and you look to your left, and it's a girl yeah. over there with a curl, and you look to your right, and it's a girl over there with some braids, and you just. You ain't going to set me up. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. But at, at that point. It's a little different. I'm, I just, I mean, but he was, he was right. And it basically his point was, don't worry about that. That's going to come with time. Focus on, stay focused, focus, stay focused on this. So it worked out to a certain How degree. long did you stay with your father? All through high school. All through high school. Yeah. But were you still working with Troy? No, at that point I started working for after I was formal wear at the Gardens Mall. So did the con- so when you left your mom's house, did the disconnection happen over your mom's house? There was no real disconnect. Like, I would go to my mom's house every weekend because I was playing drums for the church. And then I would still see Troy because he was living in the house. So me and Troy are basically sharing, you know, he's living there now. So I go there on the weekends. I stay in my old room and whatever. So I would so go. So now the whole dynamic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I get to go. Like, so I would go down there and. I would see he had ribs on the grill, but he would be busy on the inside. So at that point, somehow or another, I had learned how to operate the grill. Yeah. So I'd go flip ribs and baste the ribs and all these other things. You still didn't eat a rib sandwich. I still hadn't had a rib sandwich I yet. Um, I would, As a matter of fact, I, I didn't like barbecue sauce. I didn't like his barbecue sauce. I think when you went to school in the West Side, I think that's when it all happened. <laughs> I'm starting to do the math and all that. I think be. the moment you went to the West Side for but school. I'm going to tell, tell you, the ribs... Never needed barbecue sauce. That's a good. That's a that's, that's a, a good thing. That's and a good they thing. still don't need barbecue sauce. And I'll tell anybody. Like we're gonna that. we're gonna recover it. So basically, you came up with a real fat. You're good. You're you're fat on your feet. You basically <laughs> came up with the reason why you really wasn't eating the sauce, which yeah. is I know why you weren't eating the sauce. Yeah, I just dis- but so but Troy was still running the business. Troy was still he had I think he had probably retired at that point. I'm not really sure when that actually happened, but he had retired. Um, he was doing the business primarily. Was your mom involved with the business also? At times. My mom was working um for Sabadell Bank, uh, which is and then they changed names to Mellon Bank and B and Y Mellon and whoever. So she was in the banking industry. Yeah, she was in the banking industry. But your 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 stepfather, Troy, he was the owner of the barbecue scene. Owner operator, So was he still manager. running the city? I think he he still had that. I mean, he worked that job until he retired. So I I don't know. I can't tell you what year that was or where I was at that time. But I know he worked until he retired. So then, when did the the then he I'm assuming he hired managers. 
Nah, so what what basically happens is um my step my stepfather who I had I, I love dearly was not someone who had the best business acumen about how to scale his business. So a lot he of just loved barbecue. He loved it. He loved what he did. He was very, very good at it. But when it came to expanding and growing and moving it forward and moving the needle forward, it was always one of those things where it was, you know, this guy came and told me I got some good ribs and mm. and I could do this and I could do that. So the the, the pride on the cooking and the yeah, ribs, it, that it, was, it, a, it was the it, ego. He his yeah. ego was touched. So one um so what ends up happening is to, to, and I'll just fast forward through it. Well, I don't want to go all the way there. I want you because you you also was a teacher. I'm here. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna go right there to it. So, I decide that I'm going to teach. So I'm teaching in Boca. At what Don. school did you go to before? The teacher, college, Florida, the, the highest of Seven Hills, Florida Agricultural oh. Mechanical University, okay. where all the best people go. Yes, yes, I know. That's no. If you're not good, you don't go there. <laughs> go ahead with this fam thing, please. Okay, carry yeah, on. Yeah, so, so now, I'm, so now I'm teaching, and I'm teaching in Boca at the top one or one a middle school in the county mm. and i'm teaching technology and this is 2016 and i'm getting ready to be somebody's dad mm. and Pressure. and i'm like man so what how do we make more money here because right now i'm playing at three different churches i'm playing keys and drums at three different churches and i'm also i i wake up in the morning at six i got a volleyball practice in the morning at the school with the girls i'm coaching I've got, I'm teaching six periods all day. Um, I'm now being asked if I want to be department chair. I have a technology club. I have an intramural club for volleyball. And I got the boys volleyball and girls volleyball. And it was something else. Oh, I was also trying to repair iPads. So basically, I'm... So super dad, super I coach. I'm not a dad yet. Remember, he's oh. he's, he's baking. Superman, because you already got training. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the man uh, training. You got the man training. Yeah. So you're able to take all this. So, so at this point, like I'm getting off work every day, bloodshot red eyes, or, and going to somebody's church and sitting through a rehearsal and doing this and doing that and just trying to like make sure that we have enough. And then it was at this point where I said like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to give this human who hasn't shown up here yet what I think he deserves living this way. Before you got there, why were you doing all this? Why was I teaching? Why were you doing all the things you were in the oh, churches? I mean because, the- because, like, yo, that's a check, bro. Like, the church was, like, at the three churches, I was probably getting 900 a week. Plus, so you were focusing on the dollar. You were yeah, hustling got, at I, that point. Yo, bro, like, at this point, the way things look, I might have to go find me a church to help pay for gas, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, it might be. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> so, so no, nah, I mean, I was doing the church, church situation. Like, I love God. You know, still, um, but I had a passion for it, and it and it paid well at the time, and and the economy was vastly different. So what I decided, um, we were living in um, Seaborn Cove, which is Walmart, Boynton, South, North Delray, and we were living in Seaborn Cove, and I had a grandmother was sick. Actually, my grandmother had died by this point, or getting getting sick. She was sick, and I had rolled by this truck. Bread truck, white bread truck. And I was like, man, I should start a food truck. Just, I should start a food truck. I could just put the ribs on it, call it Tony's Barbecue. And I took that idea to my mom. I was like, what you think about me doing this, that, and the third? 
Well, why don't you just ask Troy if you can call it Troy's and maybe he, he you pay him a little something to put his name on it or something like that. Now, the idea behind this was uh, teachers drink a lot. <laughs> teachers okay. drink a lot because they're so stressed they don't get paid enough and they're overworked and they're overstressed based on administration of goals that are unrealistic that they don't have the resources to always meet. Mm. So they turn to drinking. Every Friday... Me and like four or five other teachers, they were like, hey, y'all want to go to such and such brewery, such and such? So we kept going to these breweries all the time. And you know what I kept seeing at all the breweries? There's no food at the breweries. I kept seeing food trucks. Yep. They have the food trucks, not in them. Yep. But I never saw barbecue food truck, taco food truck, burger food truck, blah, blah, blah food and truck. And beer and barbecue go pretty well. And I was like, yo, this is, this is going to be it right here. So I took that idea and I began to incubate it. My grandmother passed away. Um, I had an issue with a parent at that school and they turned me into Kunta Kente real quick over there. Um, and so I remember at the end of the year meeting there, well, who wants to go around and tell what your summer plans are going to be for the school year, what uh, for the summer? And I remember um, going around asking people what their plans are going to be. And I, Mr. Barber, do you have anything to say? Food truck almost finished. That was the clarity you were giving them. Out of here. <laughs> we're not even playing with this. Boom, I'm gone. Food truck. So now you're in. disconnected from the whole school problem. I don't even I don't even care anymore because what you also learn when you work for the school district to a certain degree that they don't care about you. Because essentially they force everybody to be on an island by themselves. Mm. You can't really get camaraderie with your supervisors. There's more control when you're divided. Probably so, because yeah, it, it actually they got a T, you got a CTA. That's a strategy. Yeah, it's a strategy. Like it, but but when it comes down to it. Everybody's there is, is 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 scrapping to maintain whatever status level they have. So mm. the principal's on a year to year contract. So she or he's not going to jump out there to try to save you. The system is designed this way. Yeah, and and, and it is what it is. So food truck gets finished. Um, Troy agrees to let me call it Troy's Barbecue, and I never will forget this. So it's the summer now, right? Anthony hasn't been born yet. Um, it's June. So I got a friend that works for the uh, Miami Dolphins. So she puts me on with going down to a high school event, um, flag football, something like that. So I go down there and um, there's a, it's two food trucks. So I'm selling the lemonade at the same price as my stepdad sells them for at his spot because he still got the small spot. So we got a 32-ounce lemonade, $3. So the girl comes over to me from another food truck. She says, why are you selling your lemonade so cheap? You messing up the whole business. You messing up my money. Yeah, and your money. She said, "Is this a pull-in item?" And you know me. I'm quick on my feet, like you just said. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, no clue exa- what it, you didn't even know what a pull-in item was. Never heard of a pull-in item. So it's me and my mom down here on the food truck, and I got some new equipment on the truck, some used equipment, and when nothing there but kids. They didn't want pork sandwiches and chicken sandwiches. You know, mm. you know what they wanted? French fries. Like, but I had a deep boring. fryer. But you know what that deep fryer did? Burned up right there on the spot. Couldn't fry one French fry. Thermostat was jacked up. All the grease turned black. It's just. That uh, same day? It was over before it started. So all I could do was sell all the sides I had in chicken sandwiches. So I'm, this is, and there's a, there's a, literally, man, like, God has been good because a lady comes up. She's like, oh, do you have a pulled chicken sandwich? Now, mind you, my stepdad sold these sandwiches hood style. Chop the chicken up, bread, bread. There go your chicken with the sandwich. bone. With the bone. That so, lady wasn't ready for the bone. She said, 
how do you sell your chicken sandwiches? You don't sell them with the bone, do you? So my mom is in the window. She said, because she knew we hadn't made no money. Oh, I can pull it off the bone for you. She tells me, go back there. And tell her you sell. Go and pull that chicken off the bone. Make sure ain't no bones in it. So I go there, I wrap the sandwich up. She said, cut it. Cut it? Yeah. Cut the sandwich. Open it up. Okay, open it up. <laughs> and then I put some sauce on top Ooh, of it. <laughs> you done changed the game. You done changed the game. My mama is responsible for that whole method of sandwich presentation. Mm. Every sandwich that comes out of Troy's right now. I, I, I've eaten it. Just like that. Wrapped. Slice. One time for mom. Opened up. Sauce on top like that. And the lady got her sandwich. She opened up and said, Oh, this is this beautiful. amazing. She took that sandwich, she ate it, and the rest of that is history. Now, before that or past that, I had this idea with the food truck that I said, well, I'm going to go out west. So 441 with my food truck. Because mm. there's a lot of people out there that don't look like me. I bet they'll really enjoy this barbecue. Now you're done with the school. You're done out. You're full. Uh, We're past peace that. Pipe, peace pipe, crack pipe, gone out of there. So, mm. so we get out to... 441, I got the grill out there. I borrowed my uncle's grill. I pulled the grill out there on the back of my food truck. I done spent money for the welder. He done put a hitch on the back. I'm ready to roll. I'm, 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 I'm riding. I got the food truck. I got my mama riding with me. We going down uh down Point Beach Boulevard, headed west to 441. So I done found a spot. First day we go out there, we got no action. None. So I'm going to go back and try it again. I ain't ready to quit yet. So we go back down there. Hustling. I said, I'm going to order a flag off Amazon. I put a flag out there, barbecue, just flapping and flapping and flapping. Finally, a van pull out. Five Oyes jump out. Ooh. You have tacos? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, clearly, the sign said barbecue. Oh, we thought you had tacos. Clearly, you're supposed to have barbecue tacos. <sighs> so we don't have no tacos, right? Better, so Got to get on that feet. This, yeah. this lady... um. Miss uh, Mary DeGraffin Wright works for the city of Boynton. Um, Sweet lady. She comes and she, people had now seen the truck parked at Troy's mm. spot. Troy, just not operating, I'm just parking it there. And then I go in to go to the spot, park it there. And so. We having a 4th of July thing and uh, we want y'all to come out and bring your food truck. So now me and my stepdad strike up an agreement about what's going to happen with the... The whole process, how you guys going to get it done. Yeah, so, okay, I, it's my truck. I built it now, but if you, you know, we'll split this, that, and the third. So we go out there. So before that, this other lady comes by who works for the fire department. Her name is Kathy Klein. And Kathy Klein comes over and she says, she needs to inspect the food truck before it goes to uh, the city's event. She says, um, how's it been going with the food truck? I said, I told the same thing about the people in the tacos and this, that, and the third. And she, you know what she tells me? Why don't you go over here to the breweries? And I said, I remember that. I remember those breweries. She says, we've got Copper Point and Due South. And mm, yeah. uh, and I think there were I think there were only two over there at the time. And then I said, you know what? That's a great hustle. So I went over that's there. Due South is in uh, Delray? Du, that's uh Saltwater. Saltwater, okay. So Due South was there. Now they're they're out, they've closed themselves down. They um I think they're brewing out of Sarasota, Tampa now, or maybe somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But their their beer. So I call, I'll go over to Copper Point and I meet this guy's name is Matthew Cox. So me and Matt, Matt's weird. Matt's from Oklahoma, but he loves barbecue. He says, <laughs> Yeah. So um uh you, you sell barbecue, huh? 
say, yeah, man, you know, I would like to, you know, get on your calendar, get on your schedule. Well, I'll tell you what, just come by and, uh, you know, bring me a few samples or whatever, and we'll see how it goes. So on my way back to 441, because I hadn't given up on that yet, because mm. I'm on my way to 441. I went by Copper Point in the truck, pulled up. I said, okay, man, what you want to sample? He says, uh, you know, whatever you have. Went in there, hit him up What's with a rib dinner, collard greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread. Say less. Gave him about three of those plates. I say, all right. He said, well, these are heavy. Are all your plates like this? Yeah, they all like that. I said, okay. So he went inside, ate his food. Next thing I know, I had a Friday night. And then. Right. After work, Friday you know, night. Listen, before, before the pandemic, Copper Point used to give me $1,800 on a Friday night, dog. It's a little different from the school checks, huh? Then, on a Saturday night, I go to Due South. I get $1,300. Oh, you done shit. Mm. Then I go down to Saltwater on a Sunday afternoon. I get me $700. Then I go to Pompano to... Uh, 26 degrees. You hustling. I get me $500. I was working Wednesday to Sunday. And I really didn't want to work Sunday because I was still going to church. So, like, Wednesday to Saturday, I could hustle up $4,000 real quick. Changed everything. And I and then on, mon- on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, because my son is here now, I get to be somebody's dad. I could just be home, chilling. Grimms. I ain't got to do anything. So, the lifestyle changed. Lifestyle money change. change. Money change. And so remember I told you, I, the food truck, when I saw it, I saw it driving to my apartment at Seaborn Cove. Then the building that Troy's is in in Boynton now, I saw that leaving my apartment. That's in the same, on just the same street. And it was a Miami subs building. And uh, around this time, uh, I had been working the truck for about a year, or, or almost Stack. a year. And... I brought an idea to my stepdad. I was like, yo, this building is down here for rent. And um, y'all getting ready to move to Georgia. You talking about closing down the business. You asking me if I want to come down here in the hood and operate this. And that ain't really what I want to do because I think that the, I think it's limited here. The city won't let us get seats over here. The city won't let us do this. The city won't let us do that. However, I can go down there. They already got seats. It's got a drive-through. I can put a patio out front. But like, where are you getting all this information from? It's just in my head, dog. But you started with Troy, sixteen, mm-hmm. or eighth grade, eighth, sixth grade. So, oh, wait! But I'm trying to understand, like, where do you, where are you getting the mindset from to maximize to scale this business to do all these things? Because I had seen, I had, I had been helping my stepdad periodically, off and on, not even for money. Sometimes, like sometimes I would go down there on the weekends. Like I said, I was going to visit my mom every weekend, and. He would just be there with him and like one other person. There'd be 30 people outside, right? And he was going deadly, deadly slow, mm. making one order at a time. And people just out there waiting 30 minutes for no reason. Just it just took forever. For, and this is, and honestly, that's the association that black men barbecuing actually have. Is it's not necessarily efficient. It's really good, but you're gonna wait like 35, 40 minutes for it. You know, uh, I got you got to wait about an hour before I get some more ribs off the grill. I ain't got no chicken right now. Just so put processes and systems are not. They're nowhere to be found in this. He's not even taking. I, I never will forget the day. He was down there and um, a guy came. He wanted to order like $300 worth of food. Okay. So he orders the food. Stepdad begins to make the food. And it's time for the guy to pay. He has an American Express card. Stepdad says, oh. I can't take that. I don't take credit cards. But it's a CVS down the street. 
Don't send them away. You can go down there and get cash. And, you know, you come get your food. Man never came back. Food sat there, just sat there. And then he ended up giving it to some homeless folks, which is still a blessing in itself. But but lack of systems. So at that was at that point um, is when I brought in a square POS terminal for him. And um, he, I, I wrote a, I had a, a, a visual page turn book. It's how you start the register, stop the register. He was, I had arrows drawn on it, laminated it, did all that. Were you already working on that system in your truck? No, I didn't have a truck at this point. Oh, okay. This but is before. Okay. When I started my truck, I started with a POS. Yeah. I started with inventory countdown and everything. I, none of, You're already, I'm, I'm, uh-uh, we're not doing it. You that. a student of the game, so you went and put in the work right. to get to that point. So we get to, uh, so at this point, I think when I first put the POS system in, um, the two twins that I told you about, they were now working with him or working for him. They had quit their jobs and they're working for him. So I had to teach them as well and they caught on really quick. So it made it more efficient because another thing that would happen was he would lose tickets all the time. Yeah. And you got no way to find the ticket again because it's all handwritten. I remember. I remember that. So it's just, it, none of this makes any sense. Efficiency like, wasn't a thing. Efficiency didn't, you know, you didn't understand your, your your numbers from this May to last May. You've been doing this since 1996, but you can't tell. But his ribs was good. Ribs was good. And, and you know what? I got through college on them ribs was good. I got through... They bought houses on them ribs was good. They bought cars on them ribs was good. They went on vacations on them ribs was good. But had there been process and them ribs was good, there would be like 50 Troy's barbecues all over the country right now. But it wouldn't be in this capacity where you could start making all that happen. This is true. I mean, every every story has a beginning, and this one is yet to be finished, uh, still being written. But it it was a, I saw so. I saw where there was a shortcoming mm-hmm. and I saw a way that we could make this so much better. We didn't have to touch the food. We just needed to improve the process. And when I began my food truck, I began watching Marcus Lemonis. Like he was, um, like I was, a, 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 like, yeah, like I was a 20 year old watching the Kardashians. Absolutely. I've been there. And, and, and Marcus Lemonis would always come on there. People process product. He helped me build cafe hub. A word just by watching. studying. That's yeah, how I learned. Study. Because he's he's telling you, he, Marcus Lemonis would say things that like, "Do you? What are your numbers? If I'm coming into your restaurant, I'm coming into your business, and you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business." Fact. And I was like, "What?" So I I began to study it more, and I still have the sheet of paper it's sitting on my piano at home, where I where I scaled and wrote out every single item ounce by ounce what it costs, ribs, mac and cheese, collard greens, this, that, and third. And I refer to it all the time when prices change because it's still relevant to me. 100%. It's in the Excel spreadsheet now, but I can I remember the work that I put in to determine, like at that point when I first got on with like starting my own food truck, a slab of ribs cost us from end to end $9. Mm. You know, but- no, Where is it at now? It's totally different. 17. Yeah, that's crazy. Inflation is crazy, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm just like, hurt. Look, 17. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything changed. Your whole tone, everything, yeah, yes. everything changed. But I want you to go back because I, I kind of, I, I want to, I, I feel bad for the audience because it's like me and you talking, nobody else is here. Oh, yeah, they not. I want to go deeper and go in between to see how it all comes together in my head. Mm-hmm. But I want to go even when you drove by, going in and out, and you saw that corner, talk to me about 
how you convince because there has to be some convincing. So here, here it was. So they're going to move to Savannah. They've been going back and forth to Georgia looking for houses. Okay, and I think they they finally, he's retired by then. He's already retired. Yeah. So it's just after 2016. So. It's 2017 now because I got like videos where I got Anthony running through Detroit in a little Walker wheelie thing. Mm-hmm. So while I'm trying to build it out. So we come up with an agreement and um, the agreement is basically that, you know, I'm going to pay him X amount of dollars for the business. We're going to move the business down the street from where it has been for 20 years or so. One of the stipulations is that I must keep his uh, two youngest boys employed because they quit their jobs to come and work for him. Mm. So you need to make sure that they got a job. All right, I can do that. No problem. You know, do they understand that I'm in charge? They already got that understanding that you're in charge. Do you guys have a relationship then? You, a little different. We who's the you guys? Two twins. I don't, you know, I'm I'm green on a, in a lot of things and I and I off and I oftentimes um try to keep or look for the best in people. Understand? So what I learned over time was that they did not really care for me as a person. And it was more or less because things that were discussed between me and Troy weren't discussed with them. Of course not. So. And I could see how new son, it's a lot of deep it, it became It became a thing, man. It became. So trust me, everybody understand. It, be, it became such a struggle because. One thing that I was really good at, like I can cook ribs. I I like I cook every Tuesday now because we short a man and it you gotta train somebody. So I tell you what, we'll work this schedule. I cook ribs every Tuesday. I cook mm-hmm. ribs and chicken every Tuesday. No big thing. And they're gonna take me with three, four hours, I'll be done. Put in the work. Wash the smoke off me, I'll be down the road. Okay. But they didn't understand the deal that their father and I had. And I think that there might have been potentially some underlying resentment based on the fact that um, I got picked up to go to Tri Rail Station every morning and was given a donut. The new son. Yeah. And I didn't, but see, the thing about that is, is when I, remember when I said that adults are people and you, you, don't, you don't understand the grown people until you basically become an adult? Someone, I hope that one day they get an understanding of that. Like, you know, Troy isn't perfect. They are not perfect. I am not perfect. My mother's not perfect. Their mother's not perfect. And, and all these other things because it became literally a soap opera at one point. I can't trust me. It, it was literally the soap opera of all soap operas. So we get open. Um, we're doing really, really good. Um, we're doing we're doing amazing. And I remember the night that we opened, it was in May. And I was riding dirty that night. And when I say riding dirty, city hadn't mailed me my license yet, but I had already put out on social media that we was going to open on X day at X time. You got to make that happen. So I said, well, what's the worst that the city could do? Cause I got my restaurant license. So the city going to come in and give me a fine of max $500 a day. I got that. I got that. So swing it. So it was literally like on the third day that we were open, came in the mail. I had to make $30,000 already. I'm good. That's all you want. <laughs> but I had no, I had no fine. They didn't find me. Wow. Because they, they just didn't see it. Whatever. I don't know. But city employees were down there eating. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they learned from Troy to come hang out yeah, with the barbecue. You know, they just go down there and eat. So at this point, they're working. Um, I'm the general manager. One is the chef, cook, because he had gone to culinary school. And the other one is the operations manager. So we got a staff. We got people working. It's the brothers. The brothers. Two twin brothers. 
So we got staff. We're down there working. Everything is going well. Things are going so well that um, I'm a, I'm super ambitious. There's nothing there's nothing really that can stop my ambition, so to speak. Like I've I, learned that. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more. But what I've learned here recently within the last two years is why I need to be or not be hungry for more. So at one point, people would come to the restaurant and when they couldn't get things the way that they wanted, they would say like, you won't be in business six months. So those things resonate in your head. And then when you have like some family that may have worked for you, like, oh, you're going to ruin this business. Those things resonate in your head. So those things continue to resonate in my head. But until I got to the point of saying, I've killed every dragon on this level, in a sense. I have no one to compete with anymore. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm providing a sustainable legacy for my family. And that's all I got to do. Did that edge keep you going? The edge drove me to some places that I shouldn't have gone. For example, I opened up in Boca on the corner of Glades and Dixie in a building that everyone said, everybody that goes in there fails. Watch this. I bet I that. won't fail. Bet I won't fail. I don't know how to fail. Lo and behold, I wasn't failing. But COVID showed up. And when people can't go indoors, you don't have no business. And we were doing well. We're doing really well. And then we were like, we were almost hitting like $45,000 a week in sales in that building. So you you beat that dragon also? No, I closed that building. But then, I was like, then the COVID dragon came. I, you can't beat COVID dragon. You can't beat the COVID you, dragon. You couldn't beat the COVID dragon. And to a certain degree, we're still trying to get past the COVID dragon because the way that food services change is basically on a drive-through or delivery or takeout model at this point. People aren't really sitting inside restaurants like they used to. And then the workforce has changed to a point where you would get office crews. not Lunch a, work, yeah. Yeah, you would get them to come for lunch. Like, it's for y'all. Y'all gonna come in and sit for lunch. But now everybody's working remotely. So now they getting hello fresh at the house and this, that, that, the house. And everything has changed. Like, if I take a day off from work and I stay home, I'm always blown away by how many of my neighbors are just walking through the neighborhood at randomly times. Who are you? When do y'all go to work? Oh, that's right. Y'all work, work from, from home. home. Yeah. So it changes everything. I mean, so so that 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 was that. Um, we so at that point, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. So I split the brothers up, and I had an office in Boca on the second floor, and so I had one of them be the manager in Boca. When I'm be the manager in Boynton, and I would manage all of it. But I had my office in Boca. So what began to happen was I tried to implement more processes to kind of watch it and manage it and see what was happening. So we get a catering order, right? Hey, man, if you get a catering order, just fill out this little Google sheet real quick. So that way I get an email and know that our rib cook count should increase by processes and system. Four. You know, so now I can see that. You know, this is why we spent more money on reels this week or whatever the case may be. I never got one catering order, but I just, but remember my deal is, yeah, you can have this, pay me this, but you must keep them employed. So I'm steady begging, begging, begging. Hey man, can you do the opening cook log? Can you do the closing food log? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do what's basically being paid to do so and so and so forth? And every now and then I would get what I need. Can you do the daily inventory so we make sure the employees aren't stealing? Can you do these things so that we can know what's Operations. happening? Operations. And just wasn't happening. 
So I never will forget. Um, I had a really close friend of mine. Actually, today is her birthday. It's ironic. Um, it's today, June 9th. Facebook is telling me because I I was <laughs> that's a secret to knowing birthdays. I had to look at. I mean, I know that today is her birthday, but I don't know what today is, so to speak. But so it was her birthday, and um, Boca was still open at the time. It was her birthday, and it was raining. No, it wasn't her birthday. It wasn't her birthday. Today is her birthday, but the day that she died, it, it was raining. It's raining now. That's crazy. It just started raining. <laughs> it just started raining. Oh, so, gosh. So what ends up go. <laughs> So what ends up happening is um I was going out to visit. It's crazy. It just started raining right when you say that. Yeah, it just started raining. So I had rode by my stepdad's old spot. Now, mind you, we've been in the new Boynton spot for like three years now, I think. The old spot's still running? It's closed. There had been another restaurant that had gone in there, uh, Haitian Cuisine. And I didn't know they had closed down, but they were closed and they were gone. And I rode by the restaurant on the way to pick up some food um, to take to my sister's line sister. Her dad asked me to pick him up some food. So he cool dude. Like he, you know, like you know how you seek wisdom from people. He's an older cat. And he he's sharp, game. And, and he giving game while not giving game. So I, if I could sit around him for an hour. That's sweet. That's just, you know, I so, might have soaked up something. I might not. You wanted to go back to man Saturdays. Uh, yeah, man that's training. What, man no, training. Any, any that's way, how it connects. But anyway, you, anyway you can catch something, you like, maybe he got some, maybe he don't, but it's worth figuring so it out. So in my crew and different people I speak with, we always talk about this, like, who raised you? Who's your OG? Mm. So for me, once, once my father ran out of game, for me, I'm telling myself he ran out of game. He mm. always got game. I wanted other OGs, other people that mastered the art of manhood right. to give me game. So I would find these different men from my my Masonic organization I've been right. part of, different groups where I'm looking for game. Right. So I understand what somebody's you're saying. Got, somebody's got something that you don't necessarily know. And, 100%. And the moment you begin to think you know everything, you screwed. So I go, I rode by the old spot, and I saw one of uh, Troy's older sons there. And uh, he was outside in the parking lot cooking ribs. I said, oh, that's interesting. So I keep driving down the road. I go to my restaurant. I pull into my drive-thru to pick up this food to take, you know, where I'm going. And uh, my friend Tiffany had passed away that day. So I was going to do a double. I was going to go visit with Mr. Hutch. And I was going to go down to Miami to visit with Tiffany's mom. But then something was like, man, I, people, the lady just lost her daughter. I don't think that's the right thing to do. We'll, we'll, you'll get to that. You'll, you'll, you'll work that out, you know, just because you're grieving too. That's you. See, when I opened Boca, uh, Tiffany showed up sick to support my grand opening. Like that, we were, we were, we were thick as thieves. The connection. Like, yeah, man. I got myself into some trouble one time. Tiffany was somebody that wrote me, talked to me, communicated with me, just, just solid. Like, She's a solid, that's, that's the person that there's a void in the earth that she's gone, to be mm, honest. Um, heavy. So I get in the drive-thru and I say, hey man, um, I saw such and such up there cooking ribs. Oh, I don't know what that's going on up there. I don't know what he got going on. So, okay, all right. Well, all right, man. Well, thanks for the food. Blah, blah, blah. Got on, went about my way. You, you, you want to skip that whole day. Just This day sucks anyway, but I'm, you know anything about it? What's the going, what are you doing up there on the people's property? You just up there? I don't know what he got going on. I don't know. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, the next Monday, the next Monday, uh, my assistant calls me and she says, I don't know what's going on, 
But I just rode by the old Troy's and I saw all them people up there. You need to find out what's going on. I say, what? Yeah, I saw all of them up there. And I saw that lady up there that owned the building. You need to find out what's going on. Uh, whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I really don't care. So, I said, hmm. We called Savannah. Hey, Ma, is Troy around? Yeah. Okay, I just called his phone. Let me talk to him. Hey, Troy, can you uh look into this and tell me if such and such is going on? Because I heard a rumor that, you know, they're supposed to be quitting to go do their own thing. Oh, I know they ain't going to quit because... What, why would they go start their own business? They're they not ready for that yet. All right, it's just what room I heard. Just let me know what you hear. So I go pick my son up from daycare. I get back home. My mom does her usual call on FaceTime to talk to my son. And it snapped. Oh, hey, mom, did you? Is Troy there? Yeah. Hey, Troy, did you talk to such and such? Yeah, I talked to him. And he said, uh, okay, what did he say? He said he's going to talk to you. Wait a minute. You asked them. If they were quitting and or starting their own business and their response was not yes or no, but they're going to talk to me. He said, yeah, he said they're going to talk to you. All right. Hey, mom, we're going to get off this FaceTime. I'm going to call you right back. So I call one of them up and I said, hey, man, um, Troy said you were going to talk to me. So what's going on? Oh, yeah, man. Like we ain't quitting, but we're going to be down there with the other brother, one of our older brothers. We're just going to be helping him out. So I said, wait a minute, get this straight. So you're going to be a manager at one store. And then you're going to go down there and help someone at another competing establishment that sells the same exact product. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to still be at, at Troy's, but, you know, we're going to go down there and help him. I said, hmm. I said, all right, cool. So I left that where it was at. And the next day I went down to Boca. Now I'm speaking with the other brother. I'm sure they've had a conversation. But he comes up on his own accord to speak with me. He said, hey, man, I don't know where this coming from. This all just happened. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about it, but we we ain't quitting. I'm not quitting. Like, all right, cool. Well, I appreciate you for telling me that. Uh, all right. So sitting there, I'm wrecking my brain. I'm wrecking my brain. I'm wrecking my brain. So I've been doing this a long time, though. Like, just not just restaurants, but just business. Something says, check some biz. Check some biz for the Jesus names. Christ. Check some biz for the name. Now, mind you, we're in January. Okay? So then I see... The Davis brand LLC filing for November for that old address. I say, what, what? Now, this one just told me this just happened. The other one just told me they're going to be with somebody else. This, this, these two things ain't lining up. It's all right, cool. Let me... But if somebody else is their brother. Somebody else is their older brother. All right, Troy's cool. son. Troy's son. So I say, okay, let me, let me do a little more little fact finding before I jump off this mountain because right now this look real underhanded and it don't have to be. If you want to go do your own thing, that's cool. Okay. We that's do not stop their other money coming in. But we also have a non-compete agreement with every single person. So keep in mind, just, just ride the wave for a minute. So I go and I, um, I have a friend that worked for code enforcement. I said, Hey man, they doing this selling now every Saturday or Friday. They got permits for this? I'm just, and whose name is the permit <laughs> under? So, turns out, guess whose name the permit is under? One of the brothers that works for me. Guess whose name the insurance is under? One of the brothers that works for me. The different one? The, the one of the twin boys. One of them have all the same name, or is both of them? Um, let's use Rob and Fab, like Millie Vanilli. Okay, oh. so Rob has pulled permits for... And insurance for the older brother that does not work for me 
to go down to this old building and sell ribs. But when I initially asked Rob, hey, Rob. Rob said he don't know. I don't know nothing about it. Ain't got nothing to do with it. That's when it got slimy. <laughs> and so, but the paperwork had already told me after the fact that this was that, this was that, and the third. So I, now that I got all my information together. I say, all right, hey, Troy, um, listen, man, you got a minute? Yeah, so here are the facts. Here's all the information. I'm going to overnight this to you because I don't want to try to email it and you don't know it. I'm going to overnight it to you in print form. You ain't got to overnight nothing to me. I say, so you need to figure out what's going on because I'm getting ready to fire them because they can't be over here and over there at the same time. At some point in your mind, <laughs> this shit got real uncomfortable. So I'm trying my best. You know, I'd be trying my best to save the other side. I don't know why. But in your mind, do you think they felt like this is my father? Mm -hmm. This is his red recipe. It's absolutely what they felt. And the problem was, if Troy had only, if he had only, even to this moment of us having this conversation, told them what the real was, Troy's barbecue would probably be further along than it is right now. So the, it starts from the top. Well, so do you think? Do you do you also believe that unity could have happened in the process if I, he was clear? You think? I think so because it, then it would have given them an opportunity to really decide and determine if they even want to do this with me, and we could have saved all of that. But I think it's so. I think it's super painful on their side. It is, I, and but but they. I, I believe that they wanted the business to be given to them, handed to them. So my to father. Speak. It's my father. But there were so many other things. There's 10 years, 20 years. There's a lot of pain. Yeah. Just the donuts every morning. <laughs> Just the, but they don't, I mean, this may be, if they watch it, this is the first time they probably ever hear about the donuts, so to speak, you know? That's even worse. They're really not going to like you about hey, this. Man, they, but I think, I think for me, <laughs> I mean, the goal for me is I'm, I'm grateful that you're able to have this conversation publicly. I hope it helps another family right. that's going through this process. And I think it's painful for and this both is actually sides. the first time I've ever said word I, and i think it, once again <laughs> I, I all uncomfortable but i think for me i'm getting the clarity and the pain i'm because they're not here so what i'm thinking that the pain that they receive from now my dad mm -hmm. is taking care of another kid that was similar to my age he's not hanging out with me he's hanging out with this new kid and we don't know, we know adults, like you said, they, you know, we don't know what the adults came up with in that process, their Correct. story, mm -hmm. their mom was, I, it's a lot of messiness of, I think that happens with adults. Um, now the kids are involved, but I would be angry if my new brother mm -hmm. came in, he's holding the title of my blood father's identity. Mm-hmm. And my father didn't pass it on to me. Mm -hmm. So the whole time, I don't think it's about you per se. It's the anger between dad and... Well, I see that. But I'll challenge you to feel to look at it from this perspective. And this is that may be absolutely true. But the problem is it wasn't passed to me either. Yeah, I think nobody's going to... You spoke about your process. Mm -hmm. When you said how you saw the building, the, you, you worked, you earned... You took the truck. You like I get all those things. No, no, not that. But what I'm saying, baby, told me is I went to him and I said, it'll either be Tony's barbecue, Anthony, or it'll be Troy's barbecue. 
You're going to figure it out. That's up to you if you want to bring that business but down. the smartest thing to do, because there's a brand, right. is to go with Troy's Barbecue. Right. So he agreed to that. But there is still unfinished business with, mm-hmm. with Mr. Troy and brothers and mm-hmm. sons that now you are in the middle of it I mean, because I'm, you're ambitious. So <laughs> let me, here, let me give you some. So then now we smack dab in the middle of it, right? Now, I remember I told you I had a non-compete. So at the moment I found out they were doing that, I could have at that point called my brother, the one that's four months older than me, and said, hey, man, let's enforce this non-compete because I don't want them to be my company. Is your brother an attorney or something? Yeah, he is. Oh, he's just- yeah. So I could have called him and said, hey, man, let's enforce this non-compete. But I didn't. Out of sight, out of mind was my main position for them. They'll go where they're going. If they're successful, they're successful. If I fall without them, I fall. And, I'm, and I can wear that as is, no right. problems, whatever the case may be. Well, they had a million and one issues getting open. Now I got a dude out on my sidewalk protesting by himself. You know how people get their phones and start yelling at him on live? That's what he was doing. Then I got everybody in the hood on Facebook Live calling me all kind of names. He not even from Boynton. He don't know nothing about uh, Boynton. You ain't got the people started oh, acting crazy. Yeah, so then we got that going on. Then now we got his mama is on Facebook. Uh, oh, you guys really had a soap opera. Now we got messy on social media. You, you They got, they on their call. The man, the man actually said that was on the patio that Troy gave up his business to another dude for some pussy. And my stepdad went off on him on but that you, sidewalk. You know our community, right? <laughs> this shit got real. This shit got so. I'm so uncomfortable, but it's so real. It's so I, real. It's, it's, it happened. Like it got so messy, and it's just. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I think, I think it goes back to what happens with a lot of stepfathers and fathers and adults before it gets to us. They have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. So the business wasn't handled. Mm-hmm. Now it trickles down to this ambition new kid that's around. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing his role. He's doing his part. Then the, it's, it's so messy, but the, I, the, the adults should have stepped in way before, but we can't go back. Can't go back. Everything's already happening. I, I, I want to be able to, I'm going to try to expedite this process because I think it's important for both one day, Maybe one day, I think I would love to one day that you guys have a real conversation online for people can see what adults look like. No matter what, you guys have something. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be averse to trying that. I think. I think it's a real thing. I think because it became public, because it's so easy to do mm-hmm. that. But it also, I also, I've been there and I've been serviced by them. They're the people's champ. So when I'm in there, I saw two. I didn't even know they were twelve. I thought it was two different people, just the same person. <laughs> I'm like, how the heck you came? In? I didn't even connect with it. That was years ago when I was running around um, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was like the people were connected. I guess, you know, the front board is their community. There's their dad's brand. One of them is actually named Troy or something like that? Or? Trev- mm. No, neither one of them are named Troy. Okay, so I, I just always felt that I'm not trying to get in it because I, I felt there was energy yeah, when but, I spoke. but the thing was is you, there was because there's no clarity, there's there's confusion. Where there's 100%. no clarity, there's gonna be confusion. And then when I even and there's no communication. And there's no well, there's communication and clarity, clarity is all very similar. the same thing. So But I, even amongst you guys, not even what the people are seeing. Because see, here's the thing. I could have easily 
And I probably should have made it clear to them about what my agreement with Troy was. But why didn't you? Because it wasn't my responsibility. So, yes, I can respect that and I can understand that. But when you knew there was something a little. But that, but we could have felt that from forever. That, but, that, that, so that, so at that point, intention. at that point though, when you felt that, cause I, when you started, I already knew there was uncomfortability. Yeah. A peep game. Like when I put the POS in, bro, why we got to use this POS? You're the new, but you still got to catch that dynamic. I get it. You, you get because the Because what happens is I have a conversation over here with him. And then instead of him, which, because he's going to tell you, first things, for, my stepdad was born in 1951, I think. Everybody's business ain't nobody's business. They'll be all right. These are the phrases that people use when they want to push things aside. But instead of addressing things head on, addressing things head on solves a lot. Oh, it's not the culture. Bro, that's it's not, not, but it's not his culture. So therefore, you got people on Facebook saying I stole a business. You got people on Facebook saying I fired somebody that didn't deserve to be fired. But they don't have any. The other, they don't of everything. Own, they don't know any other information. And what I did was I didn't say a word. And that at times, so I've been there. <laughs> it's like why that bother? is actually the worst thing you could do at that point because you stop communication. So now they're having their own perception of everything. You you could run that I don't care thing. No, no, it's I'm, not I don't care. It's not I don't care. But I'm gonna tell you what my real my, my real position was. And I and I and I said it and I said it that day, and it's not as prevalent now, but I said on the day that, that happened, I said, Donald Trump will do something. What? This will wash itself out. This will be a slow news oh. cycle. Donald Trump would do something. Oh, and then they'll cover the news. So that's crazy. So I've been through <laughs> I've been through an incident like that that it was a big thing on social media. And it was one of my one of my I have different levels of friends. I have friends that been in the mud and I have friends that's on the private jet. So one of my friends, the mud friend said, Man, we on we on Facebook. Sign gonna get shot tomorrow. Your story's out of here. Right. Like he's like, man, that's old news. In an hour. Mm -hmm. Normally, that's what happens because there's always fresh news. Always a new news cycle. Always, always new cycle coming out. But I I think there's so much. I, I think for me, once again, the mess was done way mm -hmm. before Troy's Barbecue. It had nothing to do with it. It really had nothing to do with any of us when it comes down to it in a, long, in a, in a big position is when adults don't address the issues that they have with each other, so to speak. And then on. they and they start saying, you know that your dad is over there loving this other boy more than he loves you or whatever the case all may be. The, and, and this is speculative, of course, but it can be seen that way, you know? But all the actions that happen in that process, it definitely shows that. Probably Even so. though you, you took initiative to go and use your game. Like, you ran game. You hustled. Right. And I don't think that they didn't do that because they stepped up also. You got to catch it, though. What I'm listening to... They also stepped up and went and can't quit. Their, like you guys saying this shit gets crazy because, and I and I'm just looking at perspective overall. And I keep it a hundred, so I'm not right, even right. gonna play with the game. They quit their job mm -hmm. and said, "I'm coming to work for my daddy." Mm -hmm. My daddy now now this this new son, I don't even like anyway because he ain't from Boyan. That just sound bogus, but that's just <laughs> not real shit. Like that's, that's what that's, they're going through. No, nah, I actually had a guy brother. You know, who is he? What, what do you mean? We used to hang, we used to spend the night with each other. Every nah, day. that don't matter. Because now you took I'm our family. You the ops. You took the family's money. Right. 
So now, but once again, I'm gonna keep it on it. Them dudes quit their job mm-hmm. to come rock with dad. Mm-hmm. Dad didn't hand over his responsibility. All no disrespect, Mr. Troy. This right. is not, it's just it's just a fact of how our culture is. My parents the same thing. They'll just walk over it. Mm-hmm. It's I a just, glaze over a lot of time. Gets, so now it's like they're hurt. They're hurt by dad. And now they gotta feel like they gotta fight for themselves. So them fighting for themselves is literally going to go fight for themselves. Then they have an older brother that's willing to now the unit gotta come together. Mm-hmm. Cause dad dad didn't dad didn't mold it to what he probably even wanted it to be. Cause he did. I'm not saying dad was wrong at all. I think he wanted all of he protected them, mm-hmm. make sure they stay with a job. Mm-hmm. But all they see you is flying. Cause now you position yourself like what? a businessman. Mm-hmm. You're strong. Building a business, but they're strong by having a job. That changes everything. That dynamic is like, oh, I'm working for the new brother? Mm-hmm. Dad, why didn't you give me this new building? They don't know you and dad host like Well, what they did what they don't know is that um I had a best friend that committed suicide in 2011. One of my closest homes. I miss him every day. So I'm talking about people that keep dying, but um one of the plays that he put me on, I used to run parties in Tallahassee. So he would he would front me some money. I throw a party. I have some money. Front me some more money. I throw a party. I have some more money. Well, American Airlines. This is at, in two thousand seven, a recession. American Airlines was trading that doo doo. So, right. Hey dog, we finna buy a bunch of this American Airlines stock. You want to get some? Ain't got no money. All right, look, this is what we're gonna do. You gonna run these four or five parties, right? I'm gonna front you this money over here. You are gonna give me half of whatever you make until we come up, until we come up with this. I had ten thousand dollars worth of American Airlines stock. That was trading at the time at $1.17. When I sold it, it's my business, and what I got from it is my business. But I had capital that nobody else had. Changed everything. That's why I was able to move forward. And you was already earning with the truck. So you had the capital to invest at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. <laughs> Money changes things. Money changes everything. With that said, but my daddy. Uh-huh. I quit my job. So it's like your fine your capital, your their sweat equity. Yeah, I get it. Emotionally, they believe it's the same thing. Financially, in a business sense, it's not. it's not the same thing. But I don't think you're wrong or I don't think they're wrong. No, I don't I, think, I don't see an error on any I don't see an error between the two of us except for the deceit. Because when I asked when I asked yeah, I think I think that's when it got messy. You know, I ain't no. I mean, there's no. There's, it's done now. This is two years old, two three years old now. It's done, but I think there's there's healing in both sides. I could only imagine they're still angry, hundred percent. Their dad still did not give them what they deserve in their mind. Man, you you believe they ain't angry if you want. I truly think because I think everybody brings their value. I think what I think what really needs to happen, um, you guys really need a value like a, a value chart. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? I truly think there's something that could be done still. It's just me mentally. I'm not in the ocean. See what the heck you guys are going through. But I think just genuinely from wherever, every time I met you or whatever I think of you or what I've heard or whatever, I believe you're a solid dude. I think men just have to come together a lot and say, this is what it is. Hey, you did some bullshit over here. That was some crab shit right here. This is wrong. This is wrong. Not messy, not right. on some chick shit y'all on on this social media stuff. Right, that's corny. But because then, for me it was because for me it was like, yo, why you just didn't say, hey dog, we want to go do our own thing. 
But I need to still secure my bag, though. I'm not leaving this job. This con- you, they get paid every week or every two weeks? My weekly job, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I still got to take care of my home. I still got to take care of myself. So once I get my brother's, older brother straight, he get his bread up, we all lock in, and we back to running the Davis boys, what our dad was supposed to do. We not running to play what our dad is supposed to do. We about to do it ourselves. So it's a it's it's so many things mixed with all that. I don't. So in other words, your your opinion may be that they had no malicious intent towards me. It was more or less I need to get what I had to get for myself. Hundred hmm. percent. I, I I truly don't think, and that's why I say I, because I think once I was there, I think I because I don't want to get a part of this messy shit. Like this is no, all crazy. Yeah, it's past me. But this I might think, be your most watched episode out of yeah, Boynton. Yeah, out of Boynton. <laughs> this is gonna be a. Good, I'm gonna name this Boynton Beach, uh, and I ain't from there either. Yeah. Nah, I think for me. But it, I, I trust me, this relatable story to the globe is yeah. so, what I mean, I have so many friends that had a stepson, that father took care. I know someone personally close to me that their father is not in their life anymore. Their father took care of a whole different family. Yeah, see, that's 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 a, that now I'm going to tell you, God, the God honest truth, that is a fear that I've shared with my mother about being in relationships with any other woman, like, period, because I don't want what I know that they probably felt for me, for my son, to feel at all. Like, I like I got to make sure that I'm, I'm – I sometimes, like, overlove him because his mother may remarry or get somebody else, and that's cool, but at the end of the day, he knows me. Mm-hmm. He knows what I look like. He knows what I smell like. He know, He can hear my feet coming down the hallway. He he needs to have that relationship with me to know that I'm like I'm different times also yeah. different times different scenarios very similar but you are able to impact because of the hurt you saw from your process mm-hmm. their process it's a whole messy thing that's happened mm-hmm. but I truly think that experience is why you're loving your son the same way yeah I mean I got it like I guess like having with me today like like he's in the other room right now taking yeah, over just, the whole building just, just hanging out you know. But, and that dynamic is that dynamic is so important, but I truly see so many people are going through what you guys are going through. Mm-hmm. You guys just in a different capacity because now there's money involved, there's business involved, there's ego involved, mm-hmm. there's community involved. Community I'm not involved. from Boy. Because it do sound like you're from Revere Beach, Lake Worth, Boy. You from all over. I'm a, you I'm moved a, a couple times. Hey, what's it called? People without a home? Uh, homeless? No, <laughs> man. They got a term for it. Like a. Um, I don't know. I, I'll come. I'll take. But it. I think. I think for me, it's so much emotional in a super ghetto. That's, I think that's super, why it was super hood, and I was just sitting there like, "Yo, I'm, this is all of this going back and forth on Facebook." I'm we look, not we look do crazy. We look and crazy. I think one of you guys had definitely should not have to do it because it becomes a public. Now, mind you, they never said a word. They're not supposed to. That, that, man, no, I'm just. We, but we're from the we're from the hood. Yeah. So let me tell you, they never said a word. They never had to. They Everybody had a, else did all. They had the whole the hood. Time, yeah, they had the kids that that you play with also that they just kind of forgot about you. Right. You know, but you didn't give them enough rib sandwiches coming up. Conveniently, I just yeah. who who is that? Who is that? I never met know. this we dude for this 16 guy. years that he's been yeah. around. But I think for me, all the I, I I truly think what they feel they deserve. I truly think they do. I think fathers step up. Get hey. Somehow he... I can't tell that grown man how to move. That's not my responsibility. the other thing was he... They weren't yet... Prepared for it? Correct. 
I could see that already. Listen, I'm from the streets. Like, I see, like, they still was, they didn't know which way they were going yet. And I don't think it's a, it's just what we were, it's a culture, man. This and, is And us. then it comes down to a proof of product because. But they don't, that, that's growing. You got to catch, all you could grab from them dudes right now is they quit their job okay. to come. That's their education. Like, all the shit you got. Right. That's that's their education. Mm. Your that's their money. All the tools you came with, them leaving their security to come and support my dad is worth way more than dollars. Yeah, I actually and I we 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 placed it in those terms. I think that they had may have had a belief or understanding that going quitting their job and going to work for him directly was going to be more like their uh, internship of training their to get there. Their passage. Yeah, like this. Yeah. I'm going to do this with you I'm now the, and then you're going to I thought about that me. the whole time when you said that because okay. that's what normally happens in our culture. Right. I quit. Don't forget, I have my own life. But their, their comparison was me versus them. I was undeserving of that's it. That's how because. it was played. Don't forget. What's unsaid, Correct. you get a chance to, you put it in your own head now. What am I going to, man, F that, he ain't, the, 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 and meanwhile, you like, man, I'm getting to the bag, I'm hustling, I did this play over here, I did this play over here, I did this play over there, I'm about to help Troy, I'm helping him get his POS. We got our barbecue, we, we got, got barbecue we hustle, sauce we bottle, hustle. we got this going on, we, we hustle. you did everything you were supposed to, but it was that one, two, three, however, there's a whole group of people that have expectations, right? but their expectations even greater than everybody else, though. Right. Because they made that big adjustment. So I, I don't know, man. I'm not no therapist, but I'm also a, a person that just, man, this is a real one. Yeah. You kill that time. This is no, no, no. One. It was it was it's a text it, message. Yeah. I, I believe for me, the way you guys could impact and grow, because I think at the end of the day, you guys ate cereal together at one time. Probably so, yeah. Probably so. You did when you say that. You're very smart. So I already know what time it is. You, you brothers should come together, cuss each other out so bad, go to war at it. All the crap shit you did, all the stuff you did, all the thing you did wrong to me, and hash it out. But it's a closed room. And then really come out and say, yo, how can we make this right? Because if you stuck with the fact that you guys did each other wrong, that shit's corn. Like, at the end of the day, you, listen, you could get and I, all. And to be honest, that's my my stepfather's hope. When it's all went down, he but kept could, saying, got, stop, let's pass it. It's not on him anymore. Oh, no, no. But I'm saying, his, his, his goal was, I just wish everybody could just work it all out together. But you're leaving, you leaving out this big old piece of information that's causing it not to work right. But I think now is time. You guys now got, I can't, I forgot I'm even on this show. I was about to say, y'all got, and you're, you got hair on it now. Yeah. So it's like now we can't even thank you. This is true. Because his blessing, he already blessed y'all, all y'all. He gave some jobs. You Ooh. he already blessed all you oh. So I'm I'm taking because y'all got hair on it now. Some so. some gave some he gave this, some he some gave, gave that. So he gave everybody gave. a blessing. Mm. Cause that's what I had to learn to do, how to give them grace for what they did their way. Cause your son might be mad about the orange juice. He might say it's your fault. <laughs> that you that that orange juice on his shirt. No. Like we don't know where it yeah, might go. So yeah. I think really just I'm just keeping a hundred when it's like, yo, you know what it is? I think I want black men to win. Together, I, I I think that's it's very well possible because the more that I looked at it and I could and I was hearing about how they were not being successful, I was seeing how they were trying to follow a formula that they, they thought they understood for me, but they were missing so many integral pieces. But you learn formulas from their dad. How to? Let me tell you. You want me to show you how you learn formulas from their dad? Because I, I I'm very observant. Go I'm for very it. Study the story. So every time you went and flipped them ribs, 
If Troy saw you mess up them ribs, he would have took you, hey, do this, do that. Absolutely. So you learn how to flip ribs. I learned I learned process. Not that pro- I learned how to I understand process very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so even if it's 10%. Okay. I'm not not giving him any credit, but I'm no, just simply I, saying but, that like when I talk about the business processes, the things that I started to understand and, and look at, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it with you. I'm not gonna fake it with you. Literally, there was a lesson. It was like God was dropping nuggets all the time, dog. Hundred percent. And it was like, but you uh, have to be around that. You have to be yeah, around. Yeah, but you got to also have your mind open up to a point where you want to be a sponge and learn. I, you're gonna get all the credit for doing it. Clearly, you are the reason you're successful. With so there's a other another part to it because if you didn't invest, if you didn't grind in college, if you didn't go pick up that truck, but it was a thing that was passed on to you where that them brothers looking at you crazy. You were blessed with the name of Troy's Barbecue. That identity mm-hmm. is their identity. You're just looking at, I'm still a businessman hustling and putting it together. You were, you, your mom, and you are not loved by these two brothers because. Oh, no. But the reason is because that identity that was their identity is your identity now. Think about it. Hmm. That's like saying you said almost like you're saying you, you somebody stole the identity. He stole what was you supposed stole to be. Our, what was, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm looking at because I had, trust me, it looks like that. And especially if they're they sacrifice. But, you look like you just came with money. But we know that's not how it works. That's not the story. That's not the case. It's just 100 percent not. But that's the story that the street got. That that, that, that that's what it, it just looks messy like that. But I think for me, I want to expedite this process and go to another level where I just think genuinely you guys need to just come together and close that room. You guys might have to smack each other. I'm tired. I forgot I'm on this show. But how I was trained back in the day, we putting gloves on. We might knock each but other see, out. It's not, it's not to that point because but truthfully, I, there's but, no animosity. I don't have an ill will or hate towards them. You don't. So let's just keep it that way. Let me tell you. you think they get, well, I know that they some of them have to. Yeah. Like they have to. It's only fear. And I'm not saying it has to be in the violence. I forgot. But, but check this out. If you, I actually don't think they care. I don't think they, listen, hear me out. You went and you got your own this, you got your own L, building, you L. got. I'm not responsible for those L's, am I? You're not, but the symbol, the look, the feelings, all the emotional stuff. Ah, okay. Like you find a reason for someone to we, blame. We, we, we're not going to work this out with I got that. logic I just, and all okay. this. All the, it's strictly emotional right now. We emotional creatures. Okay. And we can't just skip the emotional part because you're super smart. <laughs> that shit is not going to work in this nah. instance. Like you, no. You're definitely Anthony Barber that's super smart that could talk his way out of and maneuver and build a business. Right now, we on some emotional girl stuff, so let's, let's deal with it yeah. like that. That's, and I just think just you guys, you all the brothers that is involved just need to come in the room and cuss each other out for an hour. And then... How do we come up with solution? Because I don't, I'm not saying to do this without a solution. I'm solution driven. Right. That's the but only way to be. hundred percent. But there's some emotional stuff that we just got to cry about a little bit. And somebody just might get punched in the face. I'm saying this with no, no TV thing. I'm just seeing like, if I was just me and you talking like, Hey, listen, y'all need to come together and hash it out, put it all together. Cause I genuinely saw the care. When I went to the restaurant, mm-hmm. I genuinely saw the care that they cared about the product and the space when I was around there. Mm-hmm. And I've been there several times. I already knew there was mess without knowing there was mess because of how I saw things moving. But I saw there was still pride 
on the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I saw when somebody came in because I go there to watch restaurants because I'm in the business. I went there and I saw how they took pride on the on the brisket. Mm-hmm. Like this is mine. This is my father's brisket. So that identity again. Now you're who the heck is new brother comes in, and now it is his brisket. It's his this. It's his this. But it's our father's brisket. Mm-hmm. So now and I and I know smart Anthony. Could figure every way out is no, it's my business brisket. <laughs> we ain't doing all that shit, my brother. Like, nah, I, I, I just truly think, man, family is family. I will, I will definitely. Uh, Please do. I will consider that. I, I doubt. I, I don't know, but I'll consider that. It's, you can't. It's not, Anthony, it doesn't. It doesn't devalue me in any way. To Anthony, the CEO. Anthony, the lead, does not control this thing. What I'm saying is this: Don't take your everyday lifestyle into this family. Girly, I don't want to say girly stuff. This this family gotta, mess. This family mess. Yeah. You got to keep. You have to keep the family's things mm-hmm. out of the way. Not no. You have to deal with the family's thing of how it started. Messy. You guys got to get in the room and deal with the mess. After that, you could bring your logical sense, your business sense, all your professionalism, all your degrees, all the things that they talk about you about, and boy, and who he think he is. <laughs> who this? Who this? Who this? Green? Yeah. I think all that got to get put to the side, man. Y'all got to have a real family, you know, hashing out, and then get back to it, man. Don't because look at it right now. I guarantee you, they come together. You you guys build something, systems that they could just still bring the passion to it. They can still bring the pride to it. But I, I can tell you this though. I'm I'm all for bearing hatchets. Um, but there's an idea of trust um that I don't know can be easily. I don't think this trust you can keep trust out of it. So I'm gonna tell you how. There's certain positions that could be put and barriers and and boundaries that could be put that could kind of help. Cause now we're talking now we're back to the business side. Mm-hmm. You as a leader of this organization could create systems that the trust is still secure because of the systems, not like, and it can happen. It just might be certain leader position because the brand is going to keep on growing. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more locations going to keep on happening. I guarantee you, you're not going to have any, you're not going to have a better brand manager than the person's dad's name that he represent that. So their position might not be flipping ribs or running the register. You have... Cause you're you're gonna open up twenty more locations, so you really need brand identity. You need really need brand guidelines. Who's gonna support? There's other position, man. Y'all can mm-hmm. figure that. Y'all, y'all yeah, can figure. I, I see it out. that. I mean, but this. Well, I think we. I think we're everything that it might not take that out the picture and really focus on what it could be. What it could be okay. because they really. I think there is so many things in that relationship that is gonna be genuine. What they could represent. And you guys might have to fix parents' mistake as we go, man. But I, I want to get back to the business. So, people, I'm sorry we have to go through this, but this was important. Oh. We need it. I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, it's the first time I've ever discussed it. So, at least, I, and I was very <laughs> torn about actually. I think you put it on the table and you dealt with another man of how he felt about it. Just we have a thousand other people able to have their opinion on it. But you went through that already on Facebook. Yeah, I already did that. Yeah, so, yeah. and one of the reasons was once you put this out there, you know there's going to be a lot of back and forth, right? And you hate back and forth. And I was like, I mean, it's the, it is what it is. I, I, I think there's going to be back and forth because there's going to be people judging. But I think you guys immediately should have a that one, that two and one, whatever it is. The, like, and just because I truly believe there's purity in all this. You wanted to get to the bag, you wanted to create a legacy. They wanted to do the same thing. 
but both of y'all responsibility, the adult that was responsible for you guys did not, he didn't do nothing wrong. He did it his way. He did it his way. And I think when he did it his way, it kind of adjusted the dynamic of what could have been. Right. So now we're just all running off perception. Everybody did their part. It just wasn't for this thing. But I want to get to now how does success happen in this business? So what do you believe that's the reason you guys are successful with this? Well, what's happened is we try to stick to the process. Um, and doing things, the, really it's the hardest way you can make ribs, to be honest. Um, we cook with direct heat. So it's like, every, there's some different methods. Um, Netflix had a special about a barbecue special. And there was this old lady on there. And I was very impressed by her. Then they also had um, uh, the guy out of North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but he's very, very, pop, very popular as well. But they, sure you're talking they about. smoke ribs. And mm-hmm. Park Ave and they smoke ribs. Now, there are people who cook ribs exactly to the method that I do. One of those people is Derek McCray. And McCray's barbecue. So McCray uses direct heat, but he uses open, open grills in a sense. So we use closed door grills to to cook our meat, the ribs, and more chicken. smoking or um. There's more smoke involved in it as opposed to Derek is grilling his ribs. So it's still smoke, but there's no smoke. Smoke still escapes, but there's no smoke trapped in mm. in 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 what Derek does. So I don't, I've, I've I've had his ribs. I enjoyed them. Some people had differing opinions. I had them down at a Miami Dolphins event the last time I had them. I don't remember ever having them before, but what I had down at this Miami Dolphins event that we both attended and were um, vendors for, I enjoyed. Um, I actually think when people ask me, like, well, who makes the best ribs in Palm Beach County? Who makes better ribs than you? What do you? Who do you think? I was like, honestly, man, I really feel like, you know, if I'm not, if I would, weren't eating my ribs, I would go to McCray's and get me a rib. Mm-hmm. And people, people were like, really? You go to McCray's? He da, da, da. I was like, listen, the man made good ribs. Well, not the ribs you sell at the restaurant. Not this. I was like, listen, I, I'm not. I think, a, I think, of course, people are going to say whatever they, they, they say want. what they want. But one thing I tell people all the time about that is that I, you can't compete. There's no point in being in competition with another with another business, so to speak, I think. It's like because it's a community, it's a culture. You guys yeah, because got to come I, I tell people, I said, you know, if I go to Restaurant Depot on 45th Street, they got like three pallets of ribs, right? And they're like, okay. And if I go to Restaurant Depot in Boynton, they got three pallets of ribs. And if I go to Restaurant Depot in Pompano, they got three pallets of ribs. And that's just Restaurant Depot. Fact. Cisco's got ribs. Chain. Chaney Brothers got ribs. All these people have ribs, and all and they're and they're constantly selling them. So this what you're discussing about the better and the worse and the, I make more money and this and the third is really, really irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I experienced that with a couple of products of mine um, between grits and lemonades that mm. people believe. I'm familiar with the lemonade. I'm familiar with the grits as well. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it was the most disgusting experience I've experienced in business mm-hmm. that we believe we own products that sold all across the world. And it's crazy that that's nothing, actually a better way to put it. This product is so all across. I mean, the I think world. for me, and what was the hard part for me, and all that part of my messy thing, and I'm far from messy mm-hmm. because my mission is to turn this to a billion dollars. Nothing in my mind is thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna take this product over here and turn it to this." Like, yo, I'm on. My mindset is so far from. The, the the smoke that comes between lemonade and grits is like, yo, like I'm really a hustler that want to get real money. If you really think, like I'm trying to take care of my mother. I'm tr- So this grits idea and this lemonade idea to me was so petty, but I understand that. So we have multiple cultures. Mm-hmm. We have our black 
community culture where we thrive off of mess. Not all. Don't get it twisted now. I'm talking about that messy culture. Mm -hmm. Then you have the business culture that they're not even thinking about product. They're just thinking about we got to create quality, consistency, and build a business model to grow. Mm -hmm. Then we have the, the, we have to scale it. Then we have the community just coming to just buy good product. And if the product is good over here, good over there, it's good over there. Because I've never seen Burger King and McDonald's argue. And they're probably across the street from each other, but they all sell what? Burgers. Burgers. You ever seen CVS and Walgreens go at it? And they're definitely across the street from each other. No, they're definitely. But I think in our community, we, we I, I don't know. I think because I've been cool all my life. So it's like, I think that's a thing. In I, our- I, I can't, I can't call it, but I, but what I, what I, the way that I see it is if, if my grandmother used to say, you know, it's a pole frog that won't praise his own pond. You know, and basically, well, your OGs have real game, boy. <laughs> it's a pope frog that won't praise his own pun. Now, if you feel like I stole directly, copied, imitated carbon, I mean, the craziest thing is none of them taste the same. And that's the thing. Like, how can you be the only person that sells grits? How can you be the only person? You ever that Google sells- those things? They're all over, bro. They got grit cakes, grit this. They even making uh, and I think cauliflower me, grits it's, now, it's, like. And I and I and I truly believe every messy incident I've been in, it just always hard because I'm really from this like I'm really from dark dark side. So when I be hearing like petties, I be like, dude, like that's that's all your this this is your problem today. I'm thinking like, like one of my people's going to jail next week for two years because. So when I hear those petties, I be like, Yo, we got so much real bread and real I'm issues a, I'm going a, I'm on. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you something that you I got from you, and then I'm gonna tell you about what the success is. I was watching a video that you posted. It was like a like a, let's call it a reel. Mm-hmm. And I saw one of my classmates on your reel from, I said classmates. Uh, saw a dude I went to school with in middle school on your reel. And he jumped out of a Bentley. And I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, is that Pierre? Yeah. I, I played it back five, six times. That is, where they going? I need to be there with them. They got the man driving the Bentley now. And then I said to myself, y'all over here arguing about Ribs, I mean, and foolishness, I can't, and junk, and it's somebody that I went to school with over here. I'm with them on Saturday. I'll be there. Wait, this Saturday. I'm on day watch. Yeah, I need to be there. I ain't seen him in years. I ain't seen him since middle school. Well, our circle, like a group of you us, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. I'm with me and cousins. Like it's a click. It's a group of us. I'm there Saturday. I have to go to a baby shower of a family friend that's going to prison, like, but. I'm talking about with this group, there is people that have been in prison, that's mm-hmm. going to prison, from doctors to attorneys to... There's a group of solid men that come together, and we check each other, like, why are you still in these streets? You look stupid. Yo, why... Yo, you're you cheating on your wife? You're an idiot. Like, you... Like, it's a group of men where we check each other. Mm-hmm. It's this house in... Ten, like, it's this house in this community. I'm not going that deep. We go to, and we check each other. And we get disconnected. We come back. I remember when I went through my divorce... When I went through losses that I've been through in business, and they checked me so bad, I had to swallow my whole pride, it tuck takes in that. my tail, but and get back to it. It takes that, and and a lot, and that's the thing. Now, the, I just did a Sun Sentinel article. Uh, Sun Sentinel called me and did an interview with me on um, a new property that I'm going to start a new a new venture in Boynton. Nice. I love I love Boynton. 
you know. That's you doing. I love Riviera Beach. I so. love Boynton. I, I really do love Boynton. Um, I'm probably going to run for District Two Commissioner in 2024, 25, and I love um, the support I, that I, kids, I was on the CRA board in Boynton. I affect change, and and I, that's why when people make noise, I just you don't know what it takes to be. You got to get focused. You got to stay focused. Yeah, that's you don't not even like you thing. don't you don't know what it. This is way bigger than the Way bigger than that. So, so I got this property. It's an old house. And uh, it's called the Magnuson House. And me and this partner that I have are going to basically do shipping containers outside, restaurant inside. I, I, please get me involved. Okay. Somehow. So I we, don't we, care we what y'all do. We're doing all of that, right? And the idea is that when I first started with the food truck, there was nobody that looked like me that I knew mm. that I could talk to. But the problem, the, the, I won't say the problem, but the solution was there were people that didn't look like me that knew the, that understood that oh he's doing another food truck there's food trucks everywhere why not give him the game hey anthony you need a quiet generator you need this you need to get your food truck wrapped this is the kind of food this is the kind of license you need this is the kind of things that sell you know and this partner that i currently have um has 16 restaurants and nightclubs and I just happened to be positioned in the right space one day and just happened to get blessed. <laughs> Anthony, this seems like this is your thing, always being in the right space. Listen, man. Listen, that's your blessing. That's, that's, that's my is. blessing. God, God don't God God moves on God moves to me when I don't even see God moving for Heavy. me. Because like he met me and we were gonna do one thing for charity. We ended up we ended up giving away half a million meals. Actually, I gave away half a million meals during the pandemic. So powerful, man. Good. Great job. Half a million meals. Like no But nobody's no, talking about that. But no, but that's but see, him, I don't I didn't do that to be talked about. I'm not even saying no, I'm not saying that you did, but I, I'm, I'm just I, I didn't I never I never did it. I never set out to do it so that I could get praise. So for that it. Oprah could show up. But I also believe <laughs> that it's important for me to give you your flowers when, I appreciate you, when, that. when you come in and you step up like that to serve. You know, we interviewed someone else, um, Alexio from Shark Tank. He went out and supported and blessed fam people, nurses that was in need of, you know, he was giving them CMOS. He was giving them CMOS. So I truly believe your blessings come from blessing, bro. That's my that's my motto forever and ever. Like I'm gonna, I'm go, I'm always. I feel like I'm always giving more, or I want to be giving because I always. The more that I give to other people, the more I feel like I have. And I don't, it, it, it seems contradictory in some capacity, but like it meant the world to me to just take my mom to Las Vegas to see Anita Baker. It meant, it meant everything in the world to me. I'm all to show you how all, all of it get connected. All expense paid. Hey, here go your ticket. Here go your hotel. Here go your third row seat on the same row as Rick Ross and Selena Johnson and Kelly Price. And we're going to see Anita Baker. She's going to be right there in front of us and she's going to sing. You know, we're here because of the love I have for Anita Baker. Let me be clear with you. <laughs> I take Anita Baker very personal. Bro, and she hit every note, note for note. Note for note. And, I, and If I you, wasn't building this building that we in right now, well, you I would have been on that. She's going to ask some more shows. I will be there. That's my favorite artist of all time. Yeah. Like, but I, I think for me, the service, the work that you put in, like I told, I tell so many people, my cheat code, like I'm using you guys. I'm going to keep on giving you because I keep on getting these blessings. Right. Because I'm a giver also. I bless so many people, but I get blessed. I'm not even supposed to be here, my brother. I feel that. Like, like you ain't the only one. I, I had a situation. Like a real, I had a situation where you would have never met me. I mean, I, I, it, truth be told, like I have a friend that's in business and I actually consider him a friend now. Um, He... 
he did uh he's a he's a caterer, he's a chef caterer in this area. He's actually somebody I consider a friend now. Now me and him always butt heads, but I usually let him win conversations. <laughs> Smart man. I just let him win conversations because his personality lends to a, a person that has to sometimes win the conversation. Absolutely. Now when it comes back around, I find him at a cooler place and I give him what I know that he needed the first time when he couldn't when he had to win the conversation. Probably know that person also. But what ends up happening is I I will I help him limitlessly blindly because I don't look for anything from him but I just want to see him win too. But I think it brings so much <laughs> value to the culture. I think that's what I was saying about our our there's several pieces of in our community in the food and beverage community in the entrepreneur community. I think the moment we just focus on bringing each other value the community right. grow, the culture well, here, grow. Here, here's the thing about that. There are some people that are in this community right now, right? That I know I can help. I got, I got just the thing they need, right? But the other problem is when I bring it to them, I don't, they won't receive it because the ego. The ego. Like there's somebody that needs a delivery service, and I know I got just the thing for you, dog. But when I bring it to them, I can't be sure. That they're gonna look at me as look at him trying to step down. So let me tell you, I learned this. I just spoke to one of my homeboys about this a couple of months ago, and I studied this and I learned this. Give information. That's I, but that's don't, what I'm talking about. Don't hold it. Oh, Give information. I see, I see what you mean. Uh, you're expecting results, and you're expecting all. No, your responsibility is to give information, not give direction, not mm. tell them how to. Give information and let them take the rest for themselves. Because once you start owning, because now you have expectations you're putting on them. They might not even be ready. They uh, might not have all the information that they need to, to move in that capacity. Okay. Give information. You did your part. That's it. Give information and keep it moving. Because now you fulfill what you needed. Right. Because you're still dealing with ego also. It's just a fact about who right. we are. It, it, I mean, it's, it's on my heart to help somebody. Like it's um, Give information. It's another barbecue company that I know the guy. I know the guy. He actually said he knew me longer than I knew him. And I was like, "You sure?" He's like, "Yeah, I knew you. We play for the church." I was like, "If you say so, dog." I, I don't. I don't, it don't know, matter. But, Thanks. But cool. We cool. So if he ever, if, every time he called me, he go your answer. He go your answer. He go. Your and answer. I think, and I think you could. I think we. I'm not even gonna just put it all on you. I think us that have wisdom and food and beverage and marketing and overall entrepreneurship where there's more good people. Mm -hmm. I've been interviewing some, having conversation with some amazing people, right. black, white, purple, silver, whatever it is, just solid people that want to bring value to different people in business, mm -hmm. especially in food and beverage. So one thing I've learned living in Atlanta, living, you know, Miami, living in Fort Lauderdale, their food and service culture it's all friends and family. It's all a circle. It's like they mess with each other in ways. They throw each other different plays. They come into a new developer, developing a new community. You know what the five partners are going to look like. Like, there's so many businesses. And I'm not saying there's not. I, I see what you're saying. Because listen, basically, people get stuck on one. You, you, this, this, what you're saying is the picture is so big. This is so because it's <laughs> Because it's, it, it, it enhances the Miami culture. Mm-hmm. See, we focus on Boynton, downtown, West Palm, Rivera, da da da. Meanwhile, there's only very few of us that's even in the business that's also producing at a high quality level. Because mm -hmm. everybody can't cook from home and get away with everybody coming. So you got to be able to create 
we have to be able to create a space that we could come together as a community right. and develop the food and beverage culture overall. It don't matter if you're black. Well, I white, know I remember Trinette tried to do something similar to that where she was having like it was like a something Mondays and she I, I couldn't make it because Mondays was like a day I was doing my parenting schedule. So I didn't make it and then she was recording it. But like I think what ends up happening is like when you try to I think that was her initiative or her goal to cre- try to create this culture. Right. But you don't necessarily get the people to want to come out and join the band. I think I, t- oh, shit. Yeah. I, don't, I ain't going to play with that. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I ain't going to play with it because <laughs> I, because I, I, the band has the band director. Mm. The band has different pieces of the, the, the band. I truly think Trinette is super dope in the products that she put out and how she developed. She definitely tries to develop the culture and also bring value to the culture. Correct. So I've watched and I've heard and I've seen people, really, I've, I've I, things that I've seen and what people come to me about how she brings value to the trap kitchen. Right. How she brings value to a lot of things, the food, the commerce kitchen. Yep. All those things. I think she needs the other band coordinators, the other band director, the head drummer. All. I think it needs to start with the leader and the band not just her, you need to be another band leader. Somebody else needs another band. And how do we develop this chamber, this system that helps push the culinary culture in our community mm-hmm. to be successful? But everybody have to bring something to the table. Here's the, here's the, you're right. You're right. Because one person attempting to bring everybody together and unify them together is already a daunting task for one. The biggest, the biggest issue, which I haven't explored it, but if I asked her and I, I went to school with her sister, and I actually I think that their mother lives directly behind my grandmother. I this think. is our community. This is so I, funny. I think I know they live very. They both live in the Westward. Her mother and my grandmother they both live in the Westward. But the point I'm trying, to, the point I'm making is, I'm willing to bet a smooth dollar, like trading spaces dollar, that Trinette has probably grinded her knees and knuckles 100%. to a point where I have tried to help so many people and literally I'm having to do all of the work all of the time for everyone. Now, one of the things that I see that she does really, really awesome with is like she gives people that are on a small space she brings them up. Platform, she puts them at a really. She's definitely the Drake of 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 the culinary culture in our community. Yep. And she, you know, she gets behind someone and she'll move them forward. I think she needs more help. But who, but you, but let's just say that is the case, right? Mm. Do you know, could you name one other person? But I think you got guys like yourself, myself that have been in the business, but I want to specialize in the marketing side and the branding side that I know. I think there's guys like Adams from Jupiter Donut. I think there's a bunch of other people that wants to come in. But I think we have to understand where do we bring value to? Are you going to focus on systems and not focus on barbecue? Could they look at your identity as a system guy? Or just the barbecue guy. Or the barbecue guy. So mm-hmm. I think I think for me, we have to bring clarity and identity of where we bring value. Right. And I'm willing to step up and be part of this building of because for me I'm like this there's developers coming around here all the time and we cry so much about there's no quality soul food spot there's no quality this spot no we could literally put up another food group together 
and find how to create five concepts that we could bring to these developers. That's mm-hmm. the type of shit I'm on. I see that. I don't give a damn about a grit or a barbecue. Nope. It's, I'm, it's so much bigger than that. Like, the new concept's not even going to be barbecue. And it's just like, yo, you're not doing barbecue? I'm yo, not, I'm not it's bigger. This. I think for me, it, it creates... One thing I've been hearing and I've been listening that you do well, I truly believe you build relationships. I, I truly believe you understand opportunity. Mm-hmm. You understand how to position yourself to get in front of the opportunity, there's value into that. A lot of people don't even know how to work that. Bro, so I was at Riverhouse Restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants, right? Um, it's up in Gardens, uh, PGA right on the water. So I, I was up there eating, and I happened to be sitting next to a dude. He had on a hat that said Papi Chulo, okay? So I like this guy already. And Papi Chulo Tacos, okay? So they got two locations. You think it was those five guys that jump out? And when you were in 441, that was looking for tacos? No, fool. It wasn't. Oh, I was checking. <laughs> so anyway, I'm talking to him. I was like, hey, so you uh, you you like Papa Chulo Taco? I actually know one of the owners, because I do. One of the owners is uh, Scott Freilich, who is a partner of my partner with the mm-hmm. 16 restaurants. So he says, yeah, I, I, I know Scott. Like he's guys like yeah man Scott's a cool dude we we kind of starting to you know do some things together in at Berkeley we were doing the charity stuff together you know I got to meet him he was like he, he said who are you I said oh he says oh I'm Cleve Mash and I was like Cleve Mash Cleve Mash Cleve Mash I was like oh you own a pawn shop he was like yeah I do and I own loft and this and that and da 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 you know how you know all that you put in the work bro so here we are sitting there. Random guy, I'm talking about your hat and if you like the tacos. Because my real reason for asking him, because I'm going to go tell my friend Scott. Hey, Scott, man, I talked to a random dude, and he said that he didn't care for the such and such. Check that out. Be more successful. That, that was my my, my, my main purpose. Because like, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Why is it, I don't even know if it, I don't want to use the word like easy. How is it? so possible to work with someone that already have all these things and your access to them, your reach to them, your connection to them is such a, a process that you can see and touch and feel. But our community, like the group that we're talking about, the Beethoven, the Trin, there's only a few of us that ever mm-hmm. own a scalable, Business. larger food and beverage in our community. Why is that process easier than not us? Because... Unfortunately, and it's not me because I it's rib sold on every corner, and I and I hope to God it's not me. And if God if it is me, take it away from me. I personally don't feel that anyone is competing with me. That's not an arrogant statement. That's not. That's just literally like, bro, you trying to pay your light bill? I'm trying to pay my light bill. So let's so all. So do you go feel like when you ribs. come into our community? I don't know if it's our community or not. On the other side, do you feel like it gets a little? It's chippy, it's combative, it's competitive where there shouldn't be competition. Somebody wants to tell me, somebody wants to tell me, uh, this is this is this is hearsay, so therefore I really don't care. But somebody was to, oh man, such and such say they barbecue better than yours. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. That's cool. I hit them with that congratulations so fast. I, I just said, okay, cool. But I, I think it's another piece. I think we don't talk about the level of success that we want to attain. Well, so you don't they, want anyone to see the thing is in, in some people in our community don't want anyone to be more successful than them. And in right. this other side of the community, unfortunately, they have a mindset that we can all be successful. Right. 
and we, we all will be successful. We all will be successful. And we'll be successful to get like they're opening up a restaurant called Blackbird Jupiter, right? So it's got the owner of Lenore's, the owner of uh pawn shop, the owner of Kapow and uh Dada and all of those in one hub together opening up another restaurant concept. You know what? You just gave me something. I do this all the time and it just this this is the real one. I'm gonna challenge myself, you and the other groups. So the biggest this I'm fucking crazy. Fuck it. The biggest issue I hear every day, and even I hear this: there's no good soul food out here, right? Okay, that's a lot of whatever. We there's no place where you get the whole culture. I'm talking. That's about. what it, that's what it really boils down to. So and keep going. I'm gonna let you finish. I the same way you was about to tell me about these people that do that. Mm-hmm. Beethoven, Trinette. Troy, whoever else, whatever else, five, six, seven, two people in this group, we need to create a soul food brand in Palm Beach County that could go all through South Florida. We could do this in North Palm Beach because there's no color in Southern food. When we put it to soul food, it kind of devalued a brand of what good Southern cooking is. Mm -hmm. But I truly think if we, when we all come together and put our differences aside, I don't ain't no difference. I'm not, when we focus on getting to the real bag, we focus on and creating to the bag. a real brand and bring some access and high value product to these developers, or we become developers and develop it ourselves. Bro, peep game. Imagine just just hear me out. So, are you ready for that? I'm I'm always ready for that. I I imagine that Trinette Trinette is damn good at this at this particular thing. There are other things, but. Trinette is so awesome at getting in front of the people. 100%. And basically selling them dog biscuits as caviar. And I'm not saying it's dog biscuits, but Tr- Trinette. We're sorry. Trinette. So we know because of the business of food and beverage, you know what is real bread, what don't really cost, and yeah, what they put but value Trinette, on. Trinette got, Trinette got like this gift, dog, and it's like. She it, maximized a product. Every single time she's going to you, it's almost like her calling all to be on QVC facts because that's now she can go. She can cook her food. Good. I've been over to the trend to go. I'd have some pasta and some shrimp. I've never been. That's why you go over there. It's it's good. I think she changed the hours since this morning. Now I think I just saw it on Facebook, but nonetheless that if you put that right. And then you get a chef. Let's say you you find you. Let's say you get Boris to participate. So now Boris gonna come in here and curate some some smoked Gouda mac and cheese and all this foolishness he like to come up with, right? Now you got that all along, right? Now then I can come along with some process, and you come along with some branding, and then we got somebody else that's an amazing whatever whatever dessert special dessert person. I think I think we have to maximize what we specialize in. But the problem is, even in an equitable stated relationship. Someone is always someone. So now give me the solution. The solution is for is for people to figure out a way to check their egos at the door. Perfect. We could do it tomorrow then. I'm not even gonna hold on to the problem. Because I'm so about you gotta look at it. I'm breaking generate generational curses. Yeah. None of this shit is about me. Right. Because the bread is the easiest part, I promise you, is to make money. That's, that's the, the easy. You open the door, you make money. That's the easiest part <laughs> to make money. It's things for me. Like I would have 50 other restaurants. I went through a lot of trial and error, just life, learning who I was as a man, mm-hmm. relationship, things I was dealt with. But just I know my strength now in food and beverage. I have 15, I have 12 to 15 concepts already designed I can shoot with right now. Mm-hmm. 
branded. Like I already know the brand. I already know the lifestyle, the culture, what I want, all the science that might you guys might not be specialized in. Mm-hmm. But if we bring all our specialties of as business owners and services that we specialize in, I believe we could conquer a thing that is the biggest conversation is where do what because when you come to the South, mm-hmm. the reason finger licking is doing well is because they're bringing the South to Miami, to places. And it's not even their product is amazing, but when you have nothing and you go down there, this is everything. Oh, listen. When I heard when I heard and people saying amazing. That, when I heard people saying they were driving from wherever to go to Trick Daddy's restaurant, listen, and I was like, bro, Span got smothered pork chops on tamarind. But is Span branding? Is Span developing this? Is Span, you got look. There's other pieces. Okay. And I think for me, maybe maybe we're just a group that go and help develop these. But I truly think because my mindset is so much bigger than just. A one location thing. I think we really could conquer the identity, the branding of da, 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 of what a southern meal looks like in right. South Florida. Right. That several people talk about. Like it don't matter. Like I'm telling you, how we got to your um your spot. Tori's mom was like, "Hey, I wanna, I want some cornbread." I was mm. like, "I want my, I where am I get cornbread from?" Troy's got the when best we, cornbread. So we went and we found cornbread. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that dude. Like, good dude. Let's just go over there and support it. But for me, I would love to go to a Southern cuisine with a full experience with a stage, with an atmosphere, culture, the vibe. Everything is correct. Almost like B.B. Uh, King's with good food. You talking your shit. So I promise you in my <laughs> head. So I always visualize and B.B. King's been up there. I always visualize that's a spot that I want to create. I already have a name for it. Now, here's the thing about that. I'll give you this. Don't keep keep your name. Don't put your name on the podcast. But watch this. The Sunset Lounge has had zero responses or one total response for their RFP. Do they have a food and beverage spot? A kitchen in there? Yeah. Carry on. But, and the city's building it out. But the problem is, is they got and they got some sweet incentives, but after the incentives are gone, if this is the sunset here on the other side of that street, is all that stuff it's for real? It, it, it's it's. But you know those are communities that I love because clearly, but you, but what you gonna have all day shows? It's not, it's not it's not that. I think there is so much. Yo, let me tell you, man, and that's my leverage of knowing the hood and being from the hood. And I, I'm telling you, I'm. What, what you, you going to do with you, your customer base that you want? No, nah, it's about? not that. Listen, you ever been to Louisiana in the middle of the trap and there's lines for fried chicken? Yeah, I've seen that. So I can't give that excuse. I'm telling we got to check. We don't check our balls enough. And I ladies can can't check their balls. I can but. see that. But I guess my, my thing is, here, here's the difference. And this is a stark, stark Then you're going to give me a solution after. Go ahead. Tell me the difference. Fair. The difference is, if you go... When my dad was on the train tracks on MLK, mm-hmm. the people that didn't look like, when the white people would come over that night, they were ready to be there at night. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You go to Louisiana and they in line for fried chicken, they know where to come with. It come with the prostitutes walking down the street. It come with the crackheads. Right. Talking about, it's me, baby. It's me, Boogaloo. Right, right. It, it come a, with all a, of that. It's, a, it's a Louisiana It's an culture. expectation. Right. The people off that island coming over to Sunset, they don't. 
they're they're not open minded enough, in my opinion, to accept what may potentially walk past them, walk near them. So you ready for my? Now you're going to give you a solution. I was going to run to the solution first because you could have waste. You could have held that. I'm going to tell you why. All right, sorry. I'm so not. I don't give a fuck about them island people. It ain't. A, but that's. What, me, but that's what the city. That's, that's the city of West Palm Beach wants to target. The, I, I can't 100 percent agree with that. They might. But let me tell you how I'm so solution driven. I'm so about how we impact. I guarantee you the culture and the lifestyle we could create around that. See, first somebody got to jump. Yep. See somebody what normally happens is like when I jump on 20th and Broadway, nobody else jump. And we're talking about real money, over three hundred thousand. There's local month, there's local people, and I'm getting too comfortable on this show. That's very <laughs> successful with real money mm-hmm. that won't jump for their own hood. Mm-mm. So for me, I'm like this: we could bring value, we could develop lifestyle, we could develop culture. One thing I learned about a street dude, or prostitute, or drunk, or whatever, they're not coming to mess with good things. Nope. You you. This is true. Do you this see them walking down the street in City? But yes, they do. But to a certain level, very, very rare. But we keep on creating this excuse of how they're gonna come and mess it up. Who's they, anyways? Give them motherfuckers a job. Show them some lifestyle. Give some value. We have other excuses why we can't do something. We don't have enough excuses why we could do it. I'm. I guess my point, and you're right. My point about why I said what I said, or the reasons behind it, is because. Everyone else is using what I said as a reason not to. So it's time for Beethoven and Troy and Trinette and five other people to start developing that culture one by one. So we could develop. So we become the brand that develop food and beverages in low income communities that bring that community value. Because everyone over there, they just need a job because people are going to protect their job. They, they need to eat. They need food. They need lifestyle. I, I've been down there with Darren or somebody else hosted an event down there, and that same crackhead dancing is behind off having a good time. Mm-hmm. He don't want to smoke pipe right there and then. <laughs> like the man just wants something to do. He want, yo, if we don't focus on developing the lifestyle and the culture in our communities, who's going to do it? You going to wait for the Palm Beach Island person you're talking about to come? No, what they're going to do is they're going to keep pushing the people from one spot to the next spot and push, push And then what happened when they move those people to the next spot? They then create systems to keep them out, right? Mm-hmm. So. Because what you see is like, they're going to have July, the city of West Palm Beach, and I'm curious because I'm a vendor. I, I'm, I, this is actually, because Rodney asked me about it and his, his reason was we're not going to be able to get an act. It's in, it, 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 he's very logical, Rodney Mayo. He says, if we, if we do the sunset, we be able to get who would we get that would fill the seats? Food, Troy's food. But no, 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 not the, not the restaurant seats, the theater seats. I promise you guys, man, we're focusing on the wrong thing. We now are making it that we're bringing. We're talking about the artist is going to bring the value and the lifestyle and the culture for our community. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you how that works? This is the shit that I'm saying. Like, I gotta stop being Beethoven so much and go out there and play with this political, all this cute things that you guys be doing, man. <laughs> It should be so corny because it's like we, because we come into a room of an excuses and there's so many solutions, but we love the problem because it keeps them employed. So I'm gonna give you the more smoke, mm. right? I'm. This is why. This is why I don't go to these things because I'm. I'm. T- I can't get fired. Like I pay my own. Like I see so, that. So my voice is a little different. So we're talking about all these problems. We've been talking about the sunset. We've been talking about the sunset problem for so long. That it now just it, it becomes as part of its identity. At the so now, but I don't really see there's a problem. First of all, the sunset is part of downtown West Palm Beach culture. Mm-hmm. 
Let me tell you, when I first got to the hood and hung out, I can never forget, some of the Reed family took me to Sunset. It was a great experience, a little different. It was the hood. It was a slight, I feel like I was back in the hood. It was more safe than other places. When mm -hmm. I know everybody had a pistol in it, people were smoking. What I don't. Long story short, that's the culture around the sunset. Mm -hmm. So now, big developers, big city come. Let's upgrade the signage and building. Let's do all this pretty stuff. But you haven't brought value to the culture. You took something away from them. Now you're talking about the building is pretty now, and y'all can't come back in here. You know how disrespectful that shit is. That's basically what they what they're saying. But I, I can speak about it because I can't get fired. So I can speak on it. So now you're talking about, let me give them a little bit of taste of lifestyle once a while. Bring an artist in, let them come back like they're still part of it, but ain't nothing for them. Like You're not letting me back in this building that I grew up in. But now you want me to tell this dope boy not to be selling dope around the corner? Or you telling me not to let Pookie come down and smoke dope around your street? I'm, I can't come back in the building. I can't protect the building. I can't I protect the building. I'm not no part of. I'm not. I have no identity with. It. I don't identify. So we're gonna keep on throwing little events, make people feel good, and do all these other things. Meanwhile, could I come in there and eat and enjoy myself? We're chasing acts to come and bring a group of people for a weekend. Meanwhile, nobody's coming into the building. Yeah. So I guess what you're not to deduce or to define it from my ear. What I hear you saying is that it's never gonna be what it was as long as it doesn't have the access that it had once before. Part of it. We're still not chasing what it was. It's okay to enhance and grow, mm -hmm. but there's foundation. One thing that I see in, in part of that, I hate to say it sounds problems, problem centered, but the people that are going to be able to afford the ticket to see Anthony Hamilton or Selena Johnson or whatever, don't live in that community. Jordan's go for two fifty plus and our community buys it every day. Stop playing with it. Mm. Stop creating excuses for what we could do. Jordans cost two fifty, five hundred. Ain't lying. Remember, there was a recession. We ate crabs. Crabs sold out. Yeah. But why are we still focus on Anthony Hamilton when we focus on a local comedian, a local artist? Bill, yo, I had yo. The reason this shit is so sacred to me and so real to me. So when I had Cafe Hub, we used to do a a, a, a poetry night called yeah. Open Open Mic. I can't remember the name because I'm so passionate about this shit. And I promise you, white, black, old, young, Singer Island, blah, 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 on 20th and Broadway, they smoke dope. A dope hole's on 14th. Shit, I'm sounding crazy. They sell dope not far from there. But nobody focused on a celebrity act coming in. They just wanted a good time. They wanted the culture. They wanted the lifestyle. Right. They wanted to have a good time. Our community is not, it don't have to be the color. Our community don't have to be the, the amount of money you have. Give people quality and give people consistency, and you'll see how fast we enhance culture in our community. So that's actually, that's an interesting point because my favorite place is doing the exact same thing. Boynton is just one of the projects that I worked on when I was on the CRA board. They're rebuilding the MLK corridor and they're and and I won't say only, but they're targeting minority owned businesses to create that space of that downtown space or whatever space that's just an incubator or a hub for this very thing. 
that we're talking about. And their success is coming from what? Consistency, quality. See, we ain't never come in there and talk about that part about downtown West Palm Beach. We're complaining about the people that's around the corner. It really feels like, though, to be honest, that West Palm Beach is, is essentially wanted to cut itself, cut the sunset out. Yeah, the sunset's not the biggest thing in downtown West Palm Beach after you get past the bridge or wherever from Darren's spot. There's so no, much. No, to the, to, the, to the south of where... Uh, Northwest... City, to the south of where Cityside Suites is? South of that? Now, right next to where Darren's building is, they're doing a high-rise of some sort one. right there. You want me to tell you the most important thing about that area? What? The people. Yeah. We're so focused on fucking buildings. Y'all motherfuckers... Sorry. Damn. I'm going to get yelled at when I leave out this room. When are we going to talk about the people what and not talk about the buildings? Like I said, they're doing that, they're doing that event. Uh, blues and barbecue or whatever they've done it several times. Well, I've never, I've never participated, but I'm so. Curious. Could I ask a question? Which I think is dope that they're doing. Let me start off with that because okay. I'm not. I don't want to sound crazy like I'm because it's not about the hating thing. So we're gonna do that event. It's gonna be amazing. We'll see tomorrow. Uh -huh. What happens after that? What happens? What happens a year after that? But right now. I'm telling you, we're not solution-driven because people got to protect their job. The more problems we have to solve every week, keeps every employed. day, keeps people employing these CRAs in these cities. Well, the and I'm not saying they're not solving problems because I'll sound crazy. Because I've seen, Let me tell you, there's nothing like downtown West Palm Beach, first of all. The quality, the lifestyle, they're doing that in City Place. They're doing that, sorry, they're doing it in Clematis Street. For them shutting down the street, that's lifestyle and culture. That's, that's, that's Rodney. The guy I was talking about, that's that 500 block. Amazing. Every, every weekend, Friday and Saturday, shutting down 500 block. Amazing. Blocks. That's lifestyle culture. Yeah. Put the tables in the street. Put some kind of- Is he focusing on the building or is he focusing on the people? He's focusing on the people. Like, he's got a, he's, 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 he's the kind of person that- could he, could he get fired? Hell no. He's a free speech. I mean, literally, he wrote something today on Facebook praising drag queens. It's drag, drag weekend night or whatever he got free. going on. I don't know if it's, oh, he's free spirit. He's free. He's free. You know, he, he don't, he's not in. He, he do what he want, when he want, but he's focusing on the people. He's yeah. bringing people like, you're not even going to judge if Ronnie's making money. You're not even going to see if he got the grits or tea or hot tea or sweet tea. You're not even thinking about it. He's bringing value. He's focused yep. on building. So imagine, yo, I promise you, man, this shit is so simple. We make hmm. problems. We create problems to avoid solutions. We constantly keep on doing that. The next thing is going to be, well, because the paint, we got to do the paint over. <laughs> it's Yo, there's a the full kitchen there, you're telling me. Or if it's if it's not already there, it's being installed. And it's literally, in literally, Trinette, Beethoven, Troy, Boris, Riette, Johnny, Billy, all, all of that could happen literally right now. Mm -hmm. And we could definitely develop a concept tomorrow i could have my whole we're gonna design commercials videos branding we create the menu we talk about the lifestyle we talk about the events we talk about the comedy nights on thursday we could talk about the this tomorrow like literally we could break night and have a whole concept in there yep city and entrepreneurs partnered up and made something magical happen and i guarantee you how much respect the community will have there when they could come in when my cousin come in town my aunt Brenda still live around the corner. We going down to the sunset to eat a nice meal. 
where we're raising from. Why the fuck is not? Why is that not the topic? We're talking about what about the island coming over the street? Because that's where because the, they don't they don't. There's two reasons. That, well, maybe there's only one reason. The number one reason is because Royal Palm and Wellington exists. So, you know where I'm going with that? You go. Well, we we don't have to live over here near this anymore. This slum and blight. We now live in Royal Palm and Wellington. I understand. Where, a lot of us went out west. Where it's good for us. You know. That's the identity they gave us. So, so we could, get, so, so we can leave the water. So we can leave the water. So now that we now if we flip the property value, everything over here on the east side is balloon. We can't even come back. Right. But a lot of us still live there. We might not own the building. No, our but grand, we still our, live there. Our grandparents live there. Our, we don't own the building. Live. Yeah, we don't own the building. But we still live there. So give me more to enjoy my lifestyle. Right. And that will start changing my lifestyle. But but no how can I state this? Not even I'm not even trying to be PC, I'm just trying to find the words. The CRA's main mission is to eliminate slum and blight. It's the first mission of a CRA, okay? But there's an under there's sometimes an undertone within a CRA that is it can't help but become an agent for gentrification. Because every time we add value to something, we it, well, now we got to get a land surveyor to come out and assess the value of it. And then the people that really can deserve it and can use it and, and whatever, they no longer can afford it. So by default, it becomes gentrified in a certain manner. I think we can't fix the real estate issue in our communities because cash is king. We don't have the cash to buy. Right. So that I think... That's why I think it's so hard for me to stick and focus on that being a problem. Because if I focus on that being a problem, I'm not going to open up the restaurant. You ain't lying about that. So if I don't do that, <laughs> guess what happens? Somebody you know, else comes in. No, but we could do it if we don't focus on that. Because, yes, people, there's hardship in our communities. But I never see a lot of people miss meals in our community. Jordans are two fifty. Two fifty. Them Gucci bags they keep buying are expensive. Even the fake Gucci costs. Everything costs. We're we're fly, man. Like, and it's not. And I think I think we're also putting the restaurant value for a specific identity, which is restaurant value is for everybody. Mm. Let me tell you about the island. They're probably from the Northeast, where they're from, New York. They from slums that live right down the street from, mm -hmm. but they want something good. If there's some good barbecue over there, let me tell you. They'll be I, there. I, listen, the Georgia Ave spot. They're there, right? I've seen other other barbecue brands on Broadway when there's definitely prostitutes and dope dealers, mm -hmm. and I've seen Bentleys pull over to get the barbecue. So that excuse that we created, that they're not going to come because of the dope boy and the dope, the crackhead in the back, let's start playing with these people, man. Like, I, I, we, we, we can move on for that, man. But I'm open. When I mean by I'm open, I'm willing to step up and be part of the process, the solution of how we figure this out mm -hmm. in multiple communities. I'm not talking about just West Palm Beach. I'm talking about Oakland, wherever. I do think there's one Go thing that bigger. you didn't address that people keep talking about, which is an underlying problem. When is and I don't even know if we're talking about the hustlers' uh, testimony anymore, but nonetheless, all this is real hustlers' testimony. One thing, and, and I'm I'm trying to get away from the idea of it, but we keep hearing, and I've heard before, because like we do R and BBQ on Wednesdays, right? That's when we went. So we have a live band on Wednesday nights. So. 
50 Cent Wings, R&B BBQ. So we got a little band out there on the patio doing their thing. But people keep saying that, you know, oh, we'll drive to Miami and pay them X, Y, Z in the third. We'll go to Victory Lounge in Miami and play them X, Y, Z in the third. But something of the same caliber in West Palm Beach or Riviera Beach or whatever, we don't see the value in. So you want me to tell you why some of that happened? So there's other pieces in the business. Victory Lounge is a culturally influenced by the hip-hop culture, by lifestyle, fly culture. When Troy Barbecue start implementing those other branding of marketing the people, the lifestyle, the look, the feel, the energy, mm-hmm. you'll start getting that crowd. That's marketing conversation, not product, okay. not Troy. But what I'm saying is, and you're absolutely right, because I actually had a long conversation today about rebranding today. We do that. Um, what, I, what I'm saying is... Um, People want to have the idea or they continue with the feeling that there aren't enough black people in West Palm Beach and Riviera Beach to support. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm like, this is this is this is the the connotation that's associated with it. Because they really some people really believe that there are more black people in Broward. I mean, there are probably more people population size in a sense. But like, you see how the black people hang out with each other in Broward? You see how the black people hang out with each other in Miami? We can't do that in Palm Beach. And it's just literally like a it's problem. Smoke, man. And the reason I'm saying it's smoke, the I, I I truly think, yo, that's a market, it's an identity. Like you create the atmosphere you want. Right. So if you're able to take the lifestyle and the culture you want for your community, the brunch. Everything you want, study how they're branding their company. Study how they're promoting their identity. Study, you got, you must, you nice people, you guys got to be <laughs> a little off if you're thinking the reason these things are not happening because there's lack of black people. That's what they keep telling Yo, themselves. We're, we're so lost. And I think it's the lack of identity. Stop wanting to be like Miami and like Broward. And be yourself. You guys should be like Palm Beach. Like, what is the Palm Beach lifestyle? What is lifestyle? the identity of Palm Beach black people? Listen, I, I truly believe we we could build an identity. I truly mm. believe there's an identity of Palm Beach, black, white. So that's crazy. So a friend of mine in Atlanta, I swear to you, I was I was going to brunch, and I had a friend of mine, and I, I saw him in the brunch. He's like, yo, there's black and white people hanging out together. <laughs> he was blown away by that. Where was he? He's in Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's not that he don't have, but he saw that when we were in downtown West Palm brunch. I was like, yo, that's black and white people hanging out having a good time. So why can't Palm Beach make that their identity? And we're just together. But you know who doesn't do that? The black-owned restaurants. Because guess what? Lenora's is packed with all type of colors. Bro, I wish I, I, I don't even. Let me tell you. I, it's coming for me on Ocean Avenue, but I, I. I couldn't hit it in Boca the way I wanted to. Uh, it's just I'm certain a, things. I don't know. I I, I I will step up and help you develop that and how do we create that identity because I think everybody wants good food. See, that's the reason when we had success in numbers in Cafe Hub, we had black and white and really matter. First, it was good food. Mm-hmm. I went there for good food. Then we created the identity of what we wanted. Our brunch had all type of mom, dad, old. Oh, yeah, your brunch so- used to hit. Twerkers, prayers, 
like pastors, like it didn't even matter. Yeah, Everybody was there having a. We focus on the good time. So brunch, there's a culture in brunch that the average restaurant don't understand. The music, the food, and the people. If you focus on that on your brunch, your brunch will be successful. But all of them are different strategies. Hmm. See, a lot of people focus on um, my cousin. They want, yo, it's so much. It's so much that I could do a whole class on, no, it, it, on, on you, branding. You're right. Like with this event I'm doing for Juneteenth, I focused heavy on making sure I had or could secure the best DJs in South Florida. Like, and just bring people together, have a good time. I'm yeah. telling you, if that is this, <laughs> if we focus focus back on the process, the simplicity of great atmosphere, great food, right. amazing people, the success will maximize in a different capacity. But once we start making, using those as excuses, mm. Just tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothingness, and those who use them seldom amounts to anything but more excuses. Yes, that's right. That's right, Anthony. <laughs> no, I think for me, man, I'm I'm enjoying this conversation. I think I gotta let the because I, I want to do this again in the back because there was so much more that I wanted to add to it. Like I want to talk about the relationship side because young black single father, that's another world. But I'm no smoke right now. We good. We're good right now. I think that's another dynamic that people don't get. Um, we impact a lot of stuff with family that you put you put your real problems that you were dealing with on Front Street. Mm -hmm. God willing, everything will get back in order. Next time I'll come and tell you about the women that send you messages in your inbox that are vegan that ask you, are your ribs good? You don't even You just chopped ribs. up so many problems. <laughs> and that... that I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not gonna. No. Nope. I'm nope, out of here. You're gonna trick me. It's it's lunchtime for for a little human. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Right. So, but I, no, I, I really think we have a lot more to do, and I'm happy that Bro, we got two hours. Yeah, two hours and thirty eight. But y'all gonna have to chop this up so bad. Ain't no chopping. We just putting it on there. Let everybody get all the smoke. Oh. So yeah, look, a lot of great podcasts also go two three hours. Really. So we normally do an hour and 15 minutes, but you you had a lot you were holding on to, and I think I had a lot I was dealing with. It worked this out. Like that I wanted to really bring out there, but ultimately it goes back to solution driven. I really think there's big, we create this illusion in our community about food and beverage and all these excuses that we come up with. I'm telling you right now and I'm telling the public, I'm willing to step up in whatever capacity I need to, to enhance that culture. Well, let me make it make it clear. I'm willing to be a piece of a, a cog on the wheel because I what, your grandmother and your parents they gave you these saying that keep going, guy, keep going. But but I, I think that sometimes I, I think that my best position is to be a team player and just like, hey man, this is what we need you to do and I can focus on that because at the point where I become everything, then you want to go back to your world. So that, that's what I'm saying. I'm very clear. Let's find out what we specialize yeah. in. I think that's a good thing about when, when you when you when you're true when you when you're secure about who you are as a man, other say a person, you can identify like what you are, what you are not. And one of the things I know about myself personally is that if I if I'm if I gotta drive the bus, we're gonna go the way that I want to go. Now, if you tell me, hey, Aunt, you sit in seat one B, and you roll down the window at every yellow light, I'm rolling down the window at every yellow light. That's my job. I will. Join the band. I, Fact. You know. Definitely, you're a musician. I think, I, and I believe if once we do that, I believe we'll get big success and bring value to our other businesses. Yeah, I think, I think a, a collaboration. I got some solid people I think are waiting for something like this. A, a, collab, a collaboration may be long overdue for some folk because it, it's, 
it's to our benefit. I once had a dream or an imagine uh, or a thought process of a strip or an area where, I mean, other people would naturally come in and and and, and visit with us. You no, know, but you know, I already you, have it. You got you got like your your boutique. You got your barbershop. If I show you a plan with that exact thing, would you believe me? It should be Northwood, but it's not. But I, 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 I have a plan. I already have a, a whole residential, commercial, all commercial, all lifestyle culture stuff that we enjoy. Ready to go. Gym. Everything we seafood, enjoy. Seafood, restaurant, steakhouse. And you live right upstairs. Soul food. Three stories going up, maybe. If I tell you, you hit it right on the butt. I, that's, that's perfect, but it doesn't. And, and I don't know if it exists anywhere yet, to be honest. The building is ready. Well, the building, I'm going to say if that concept exists anywhere yet. But we'll be playing if we don't do it. You're right. Like, literally, I already know where it's at, and it's for sale. Hmm. All right, well, let's talk about it off the camera. Yeah, camera's off. Thank you very much. God bless. Good night. It's been real. Listen, this ain't Anthony, man. It's. Goodbye. <laughs> I said enough, my guy. Thank no you. Yeah, we'll see you.